Every day, thousands of hackers try to steal your crypto. But Arculus uses air-gapped technology by forming a protective barrier that insulates you from hackers and secures your crypto. Order yours at GetArculus.com. Tuesday. All right now, all right. Good evening, everybody. It's Tuesday. You know what that means? It's sports for you. Live on Facebook Live right now. Thank y'all for tuning in. Make sure you hit that share button. Share out to your friends, your family, your loved ones. That sports for you is on on a Tuesday. I'm John. I got my man Mark right here. Yo, what up? Speaking with my absence, the one Nick Freeze should be here any moment now. Or you at Nick? I've been top uh, in. I don't know where you at. You on CP time? Come on, studio. Mark, we have some conspiracy theories why Nick Freeze is in my hand. Of course, on the on the board, the great Ben Ready. Always like us on Facebook, Sports for You, Townhouse Media. Follow us on Instagram at Sports for You Podcast, Townhouse Media. Now, subscribe to Townhouse Media on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you obviously download where you listen to your podcast, whether it's Apple, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Stitcher Podcast, Verbal, wherever you listen to your podcast, make sure you tap in. And obviously playing that winning from J-Rock because there was a lot of winning over the weekend, winning awards, winning games, Mm-hmm. And winning championships like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The GOAT man, Tom Brady, did it again. Seven career Super Bowls and 10 tries. So we'll get into that as our, super, as our big game recap special. But we want to start on a serious note. Obviously, it's been a lot of celebration with the with, with the Super Bowl over the weekend. We're gonna talk about the Hall of Fame. We're gonna talk about all the NFL honors over the weekend. But we also gotta talk about we had a lot, it's been a lot of losses within this last weekend. Just we you know, two weeks ago we did the one year anniversary of the loss of Kobe and Gigi and the seven others on in from January twenty sixth of last year. That same day we come on the we were recording. We found out the news that Sekou Smith, longtime NBA TV writer and analyst, NBA.com, he passed. And then we find out over the weekend, and then it just seemed like the hits just keep on, just keeps on coming. We found out that um, Pedro Gomez, mm. longtime ESPN reporter, particularly out in the Arizona area on the baseball, on baseball, he. He passed unexpectedly on Sunday. It started back Friday. Chris Wessling, I don't know, a lot of people don't know who Chris Wessling is. He's a columnist for NFL.com. He's one of the hosts on the Around the NFL podcast. He had a real open battle with cancer, and he finally, unfortunately, um, lost the battle over the, on Friday at the young age of 46. Mm-hmm. Leaving around mm-hmm. his wife and newborn son, which is just tragic. Mm-hmm. 
But he was like all the spe- all the people on Info Network gave him to show you he was missed because you can tell the pain just talking about it being Super Bowl weekend and this happens. And like I said, the Pedro Gomez news this weekend, and then um, and then find out today. Ter- I don't people know who this guy. Is. His name is Therese Paylor. He's a national football writer for Yahoo Sports. Thirty-seven years old, unexpectedly passed today. Wow, this is just too much. Too many great people and young people now. It's just was crazy. Thirty-seven. That's, that's uh, crazy. Cause that's my eight. I'll be thirty-seven in September. Born in eighty-four, so they hit a little hard to home. Like mm-hmm. man, uh, rest in peace to uh, all three uh, the gentlemen, man. Uh, and prayers to their families. Just Jesus. At a young age, is is was is was getting me. But uh, yeah, man. Rest in peace to them. Uh, prayers to their friends and family, uh, and everybody who followed them was uh, fans of them. So. Yeah, so please just, you know, keep them families in prayers. And all those who've lost loved ones in the red last week or so, pray, prayers. Um, we're going to talk about the foot, we're going to talk about the foosball in a minute, but let's talk a little, little NBA, you know, hey. because, um, it's a little, there's some, there's some, NBA's making some headlines. It seems like they're making them for, oh, matter of fact, Pause the pause the pause the NBA on TV. We gotta talk about this serious matter. I apologize, but we have it, it, we 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 wouldn't be justice. We didn't talk about the situation going on that probably had a huger impact on why Kansas City lost. In besides the fact of the greatness of Tom Brady, if y'all didn't hear the story, there was a a car a multi car accident in Kansas City a few days before the Super Bowl, and one of the people who was involved was a man named Brett Reed. Brett Reed is the linebackers coach for the Kansas City Chiefs, and he's the son of head coach Andy Reed. He's being investigated for probably being driving impaired while impaired, DWI. And there was a couple, two kids involved in the accident. One is a five-year-old girl named Ariel who's fighting for her life right now. Her mother had to raise, a, had to do a GoFundMe page because they need at least almost four hundred twenty thousand just for hospital bills. So I want to shout out Jeff Kokuda from the Lions, the rookie cornerback. He donated a thousand. We haven't heard nothing for the Chiefs. Now we found out that before we came on the air that the Chiefs have suspended Brett Reed, you know, indefinitely right now. And obviously they've reached out to the victim, to the family of the young girl. So hopefully they can all be on one accord. Because help, because obviously this mother is sitting by her daughter, her five-year-old daughter's bedside, and that is not a feeling nobody should have. Nope, not at all. And obviously, Andy Reid's sons—they've been in the news throughout the years for public stuff from drugs and alcohol. And you just gotta wonder—and I'm not making this an excuse for Andy Reid—you can't tell me just the fact that his son could be responsible for the, for someone possibly almost losing their life didn't weigh on him. Uh, I can see it. I, I can I can see where it happened, and, and I know most people probably say, "Well, he's professional, so he got to, you know." Zip it up and, and move on, but it's hard to do that when uh, your son could be the the cause of this. And then you look at it also. This ain't the first time his sons that had issues. One of his other sons, Garrett, who was on the staff when he was, I think, when he was in Philly, died from an overdose while they were in training camp. So his sons that had some. So this isn't new news, but it's just sad. And we want to send prayers out to that family because that's just a five year old girl in, in intensive care is just. It's just a sad sight. 
Yeah, man. Prayers out to uh, all, everybody involved in the accident, uh, especially the victims, but uh, also, man, prayers to the Reed family, too, because I know it's probably strenuous for, for them, too. 100% agree. So I, now we had to at least bring that story up. But now let's talk to sports because obviously we want to try to keep it uplifting for y'all. But we had to talk to serious stuff because obviously sports is important, but we had to at least let you know there are bigger things than what goes on on the, side, on the floor and on the on the field. So let's talk some NBA, gentlemen, because I'm ready to. NBA's in the news, it seems like, for all the wrong reasons right now. And usually they're the sport who's usually the most progressive. We got the we have the Pelicans and Rockets game on the TV here in the Townhouse Studios. This All Star voting thing, All Star. First off, the NBA has they did they didn't have All Star voting just in case they were going to have an All Star game. They first said they weren't going to have it. Now they're talking about they're going to have one, and that's seemed to be causing a lot of conflict within the players' union. But let's just talk about the voting so far. LeBron James, Kevin Durant has been the leading vote getter overall. Him, Giannis, Joel Embiid lead the front court for the East. The guards in the East are Bradley Beal and Kyrie. Um, James Harden was the first guard out in the East, and I believe the first forward out in the East was um, was it Jim? It wasn't Jimmy Butler? It was Jason Tatum. Mm. Over in the West. Obviously, it's LeBron, it's Kawhi, and then there's the Joker, Nikola Jokic, who's also leading, who's the leading on the front court, and then Paul George has been the odd man out on the for the East for the West for the West on the forwards, and then the guards have been Steph Curry and Luka, mm-hmm. and I think Damian Lillard's been the first is the odd man out right now. I don't have a problem with most of the voting. If I had to make a vote, I did vote. I ain't gonna lie. I'm a fan. I vote. Mm-hmm. I vote. I did not have Stephen Luca starting in the All Star game. I had Damian Lillard and Donovan Mitchell because I think their teams have been better. And that's not. And I'm a. I'm one. And I'm a huge Luca fan. Obviously, producer Ben Reddy's a Mavericks fan. He knows. But I think right now, the Mavericks and the Jazz have had better records, and I think that's gonna. Because I think Luca will get in eventually. He's gonna get in on the coach's vote. But I had to. If I had to vote for. A, who I want to see starting those would be the guys, and then on the East, Kyrie hasn't played enough games for me, especially with the whole hiatus thing. I think that's that should go to James Harden, but we'll see. Uh, I'm not too sure how I feel about the the record thing because uh, I think All Star Game should be a a, a a showcase of the individual talents. Okay. Um, and I'm a fan of Zach Levine. I think Zach Levine should be. I mean, Zach Levine. Oh uh, yeah, he's actually was fifth in yeah. the first. Among the guards in the first round of votes, I think he should make the All Star game. But if if he don't get in with the votes, the coaches go go do the, the the benches, and I think that's when the records will come in handy. Yeah. Breaking news, ladies and gentlemen, walking into the studio. The one and only Nick Freeze, ladies and gentlemen. Are you fucking kidding me? Where have you been, brother? I think, I think Nick Freeze walked in doing a June bug challenge. Man. <laughs> Let's get the camera get on. Are you? No, no, no. Let's let's go. Why well, he getting ready? Okay, so um, 
also back. So that's also about the serious note with the All Star game, and that's just the fact that they're talking about having the All Star game. And it seems like there are a lot of players who are very upset about this idea. One particular is LeBron James. He basically thir- last Thursday he pretty much nuked the thought of them having an All Star game. He said it was a slap in the face. You want to send us to a state where where it's open with the pandemic, and you swear you said they weren't going to have that. This wasn't even in a thought. But come to find out, the NBA did some slick stuff, saying, "Yeah, we're not going to have the All Star game." But there was a little fine print in there that basically said, "Well, okay, y'all, you know what? Well, yeah, well, okay, yeah, you can come by. Y'all can um, if there's a way for us to have it, we're going to have it." Not cool. Um, again, I'm on the fence about this. I agree with LeBron. Uh, they had a shorter off season, right? Um, you had to come in and and right after less than a hundred days from winning the championship, seventy one, seventy one. You 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 had to come right back and uh, get back in the in the regular season again. Like, yeah, they they, they bodies need a break. However, I do feel like uh, if oh. they if they have a um, if they have a, you know, if, if it is an all-star game, it could be for some of the younger players. Um, that probably, probably, you know, wouldn't, like I said, Zach Levine, players like that, that, that should probably be an all-star game that wouldn't, that wouldn't uh, normally be in there. Um, because what I was, what I was reading about is that this all-star game, the funds from it is going to HBCUs. And COVID relief. Yeah. And, and so I'm all for that. I'm, I'm for that too. So, Same here. Yeah. So that's why I say for that, for me at least, uh, if they go do it, they should have like, a younger players being there, or just like a couple of skills challenge with, with some of the younger players that is not getting none of the uh, acknowledgement that they should get because they're on sorry teams, or you know what I'm saying? I understand what you're saying. I I I per, I'm really mixed. Unless as I let all everything's going to be basically a one day thing. They'll have <clears throat> dunk contest, three point shootout, probably early in the day. And then they'll have the all star game. And ah oh, man, I'm just I'm mixed on it because I know why they're doing it because obviously. Financially, the NBA took a serious loss with the issues with China, with the pandemic last year. Excuse me, going to the bubble. So I understand it, but they need to hurt, make sure they're getting on one accord with their players. I think it's going to happen regardless. I heard Dan Wokey, this uh, from who covers the Lakers for the LA Times, he pretty much said it's really going to be. I think I mean as much as LeBron can say he doesn't like, like the idea. It's going to happen because obviously it's going to be all about about the finances. Mark Stein from the New York Times, who's one of the best in the business, he pretty much said the same thing as well. So as long as they have the proper protocols in, I think it'll, it'll... Excited for a road trip? Start it off right with auto coverage from American Family Insurance. J.D. Power ranked us number one in customer satisfaction with the auto insurance shopping experience among mid-size insurers. Get a quote at AmFam.com. American Family Insurance. For J.D. Power 2021 award information, visit JDPower.com slash awards. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Every day, thousands of hackers try to steal your crypto. But Arculus uses air-gapped technology by forming a protective barrier that insulates you from hackers and secures your crypto. Order yours at GetArculus.com. They'll have the proper protocols in, but they just got to make sure their players are on the one or that the players who are going. 
Don't just go just to go. Make sure they're there and they're going to actually, you know. Because LeBron said he'll be there in the physical, but mentally he won't be there. I heard De'Aaron, De'Aaron Fox was the first person who said it was stupid. Well, De'Aaron Fox is one of the players that said should be going and playing. And he, But he said, and he would say he would go because if he don't go, you get fined. He won't make it anyway. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. Um, so we'll see. We'll keep an eye on that story. But I do think it's going to end up being – they they'll end up having this they'll end up having it going so, but it's gonna be a good uh, they'll get the business done. Just come on one accord with your players and don't try to do nothing sneaky. That's all I can tell you. Right, right, right. Um, MLB is in the news. Obviously, we talked about before they came over. The game on there was some. News came out. Obviously, we've been talking a couple of things about Major League Baseball for all the wrong reasons, because they coaches and their GMs don't know how to, don't know that no means no when it comes to a woman. Now they've installed pretty much what they did with the bubble. They installed an anonymous hotline for harassment and discrimination. So a female reporter. It's feeling like a quote, someone from a major league team is being very dis, dis, disrespectful. They can call this number, and the MLB is going to start an investigation. I have one question. What's that, sir? <laughs> Why well, took them the loan just to uh, do that? They should have been had that installed. Just in general. All the simple fact that for even for men and women. Anytime they don't feel comfortable in the situation, they should be able to make the phone call, just like you do in any other job. Mm, that's true. Well, 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 look at baseball. They're always last to the party on everything. I yeah. mean, who has a Hall of Fame? Who has a Hall of Fame? Where they don't have Hall of Famers getting inducted. Uh, yeah, that that explains everything. Yeah, I mean, they seem like they just don't get it. They don't get it. They don't. They're they're they lack self awareness. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, that's true. By the way, the Do- I'm gonna say this now: the Dodgers are repeating the World Series, are winning back-to-back World Series. The Dodgers signed Trevor Bauer on Friday. LA native, went to UCLA, signed reigning NL Cy Young. He's they're gonna make him the highest-paid player over the next two years. He's getting 40 million this year, and 45 million next year. He won a Cy Young, right? Yeah. Yeah, that well, that explains the um the pay right there. By the way, you hear the story about he had this bet, this bet he had with a friend. He swore that he ne- if he signed a big deal, he would never sign a multi-year contract. If not, he has to get shot with a pain gun below oh. the belt. Are you? What in the world type of what? So look it up. Trevor Bauer has this. There's this bet, and Jeff Passing confirmed it. ESPN. MLB insider that he swore up and down he would never sign a multi-year deal when he got his big payday. He signed a three-year, $102 million deal with the Dodgers. Two of the first two years, obviously, are pretty much fully guaranteed because he's getting $40 million the first year, forty five the second year, and then the third, the third year is an option year. That's like $17 million. But he swore if he, he made a bet with a friend that if he ever signed a multi-year deal, he would get shot in the he would get shot in the you know what with a paint gun. Boy, uh, people just be doing crazy stuff sometimes. 
That's white people, man. Yeah. I, <laughs> ain't no brother. Ain't no bro. Ain't no brother for getting volunteered to get shot nowhere below the belt. I'm sorry. Yep. <laughs> well, I was trying not to say that, but okay. Man, man. <laughs> Told you in the room. Oh man. Oh man. I hope Andrew. I hope, I hope Andrew Freeman has pain gun insurance. <laughs> man, <laughs> who does that, man? Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Je- Jeff Bauer. That's who does Trevor that. Bauer. Trevor Bauer. Yeah. Uh, Trevor, too. Well, yeah. Trevor, Jeff, Randy, my, I don't know. Whoever, whoever, anybody named. Don't do it, please, man. But honestly, that Dodger rotation is going to be pretty sick with Euler, him, Kershaw, David Price, probably Julio. So I put Kershaw what third, second, third, third. You probably be the third best pitcher. That's yep. a that's a that's a crazy uh, rotation if Kershaw's the third best pitcher. And then they announced that spring training is going to be going on as scheduled. Though they're still going to have the double the seven inning double headers like they did last year because of the pan, because of the pandemic. But there's no be no universal DH, which I think stinks. There's no is uh, no no be DH no, no DH? DH in the in the National League like it was last year. Oh man. Whoo! <laughs> I tell you, I tell you, them dudes was last at the party on everything, I man. Think it, I think it worked. They should have kept it. Pretty much. I would have more runs, and now they're talking about changing the baseballs again because they won't because of the because they want to try to make it more fitting for. For more infield hits than just home runs, let them do steroids. My God, pretty much. Do these guys have? I mean, I don't get it. I just don't get it with baseball, man. They just, I guess. Um, let's talk. I mean, last weekend we're all college football fans. And did y'all know what was last Wednesday? What was last Wednesday? Last Wednesday was National Signing Day. Yeah, sure was, huh? Shout out, shout out to USC. Yeah, USC been killing. The simple fact that we just said we didn't know that pretty much shows you where National Signing Day has, has went. That used to be like a, a holiday. A holiday. Mm-hmm. We want to make sure our teams get the best recruits. Well, well, th- this year is different because of obvious reasons. But um, I was telling somebody the other day. Uh, JUCO football is going to be ridiculous over the next uh, two or three years. It's going to be crazy because there's going to be a lot of players that are good that didn't get a lot of uh, recognition because of the uh, because uh, of the uh, pandemic. pandemic that was yep. going on. And, you know, there's some guys, you know, they senior year, you know, maybe they, they take that next step to get those scholarship offers. Mm-hmm. And they didn't get that opportunity to. And now, all of a sudden, they don't go to JUCO and whatever school um, they go to, they're going to be killing up over there. So, mm-hmm. they don't get offers just like that. Yeah, I can agree with that. So JUCO going to be fun next like yeah. said, a couple of years. Yeah, with yeah. That. for the next couple of years, JUCO going to be crazy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, sounds like Alabama, you know, they did it again. Who cares? Recruited their old players. Pretty much. It seems like they always seem to get in these guys. 30-year-olds. Go ahead. <laughs> it, they, had never, they had the best recruiting class, right? They said this could have been the greatest recruiting class in college football history. They had like 13 five-stars, huh? I mean, that's why I mean, you you pretty much just snatch up everybody from everywhere compared to how it was back in the day. Usually kids stay like within the region. It'll be, it'll be rare where a dude from out here would go like to like Georgia or Tennessee or something. It was, it was rare that would happen. It would still happen, don't get me wrong, but more than likely 
He'll end up going to like a USC or even like something that's not Some on like, the West Coast though. Yeah, somewhere yeah. out here, like a Oregon or yeah. one of the other little smaller schools, like a San Jose State or something mm-hmm. like that. Usually, you yeah. know, dudes end up going to those, but now. And dudes don't want to go to Tennessee. Yeah. Or even back in the day, remember, um, a lot of people don't even realize this. You look at like a lot of the uh, Hall of Famers, a lot of these dudes went to HBCUs. Sure did. Mm-hmm. A lot of them did. <clears throat> Walter Payton. Yeah, Shannon John, Sharp. Shannon Sharp. Now, John Starworth. I thought he was about to say John Lynch. I was about to say end of show. Man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think Stanford's an HBCU. That's Nerd Nation. But yeah. he's with the top 10 when it comes to recruiting. <laughs> so Alabama had one. They had 300. They had 19 commits on the ESPN, ESPN 300. Probably three of them are from Alabama. Number two were. I, number thought, two. I thought you said they had 300 recruits. I was about to say end of show again. Wow. <laughs> Number two was Ohio was was Ohio State. No, oh, that's not surprise. Mm-hmm. Number three, Mark, your boys, Georgia. Not surprised. That's yeah, fifteen commits from in the top three hundred. That's uh we've been in top five in the last, well, even top three last five years. LSU number four. Not surprised. SEC teams uh, cheating. Yeah. Number five was Clemson. I thought SC was higher than that though. The uh, top the top Pac twelve school was Oregon. Yeah, and they're number six. Mm. They had they had more of the uh more five stars than we did, but we end up getting more recruits if that makes sense. I thought I thought I read somewhere that y'all was like in the top five. Well, go ahead. Last year no, we were could be depending on what depending where goes. ESPN's probably rankings are different than twenty four sevens. Yeah, Florida's seven. Notre eight. Notre Dame is number eight. Texas A and M nine. The U is ten. Where is USC on? What, is like this, fifteen or something? Thirteen. Mm-hmm. I had seven commits in the ESPN top 100, 300. You had a court, but your top offense committee is kidding. Miller Moss was a quarterback, and he had this athlete on the on the defensive side named Julian Simon. Simon. I'm pretty sure the quarterback is somebody from like out of the middle of nowhere. And then my volunteers are 14. Not bad. The fact that we lost all our top recruits because found out we was giving out Happy Meals. <laughs> well. Ronald McDonald. Yeah. I guess they got a Burger King. They can have it their way now. But it's all good. <laughs> wow. Pause. <laughs> but that's how it would be. Yeah, but back I was saying, man, college recruit, national recruiting used to be like a big day. Mm. Obviously, it was like a spectacle in itself. But obviously, obviously, maybe, is it because of the early signing day in December that's kind of watered it down now? That's exactly what it is. A lot, a lot of a lot of recruits probably already uh, committed back then. So. Yeah, I think uh, I think uh, I think that's what it is. I think it's a mixture of that. And I also think of, of of what's going on. I feel like people just now trying to get into you know basketball. We just getting over with football with the NFL, right? Um, like for me, as much as I love college basketball, I haven't really watched much college basketball this year. Can I be honest? Mm-hmm. Duke North Carolina was about the second time I've watched a college basketball game all year. Get Duke out of here too. Yeah, really. Sorry, all, sorry, all, sorry, all Ben Fair. All the way. Yeah, I'm out of here. Seven. Yeah. By the way, they're under 500 for the first time in who knows when since 1999. I was just right that. Yeah, lost to Notre Dame today, and and then um, there's no there's no blue bloods, right? There's no pow, n- n- normal powerhouse schools oh. in the top 25. No Duke. No North Carolina. No Kentucky. No Kansas. No UCLA. None of the legendary schools are in the top 25 for the first time. It's 60 years mm. since 1961. You had a, a top 25 ranking with none, where all those schools were not ranked. 
God, the Vegas trip is going to be very, going to be very, going to be very crude. Who? Let's let me see some real quick because I want to ask y'all right now before I even uh-huh. take this Vegas trip. Yeah, well, I'm gonna be out there anyway. Shout out to my cousin Isaiah; he's getting married. Who who y'all got uh, winning the championship this year? It's either going to be Gonzaga or Baylor. This might be the best. We talked about matter of fact, we talked about this on Sunday. This could be Gonzaga's best chance to win the national championship finally, because obviously they would the, they came close. They the only time they came close was 2017, but obviously they ran into North Carolina. So, and we was pissed because we lost to how we lost to Villanova, Villanova. the year before. We should have went back to back. Anyway, <sighs> uh, right now is Gonzaga one, Baylor two, Michigan three, Ohio State four, and Villanova five. Man, yeah, this might uh, be Gonzaga's uh, best chance. Might be the only chance. Yeah, yeah. I wanna, yeah, seriously, you ain't lying. I want, I want, I want to see Michigan. Yeah. Shout out to Juwan Howard. Shout out to the, by the way, of course, Fat Five, greatest, Except great, for, one of the greatest, one of the greatest thirty for thirties ever. Mm-hmm. By the way, I haven't watched it yet. Nick, I asked you since you, we're gonna talk, start talking football, Mister mm-hmm. Raider. Did you get a chance to watch the Al Davis thirty for thirty? I, I actually haven't got a chance to watch it yet. Mm. Um, I caught um a couple of glimpses of um what people posted online. It looked pretty good, but um I pretty much know the um the whole ordeal with it already. I I meant to check it out already, but um I'm gonna check it out this week. But uh, for what I've heard so far, it's actually very good. So that that's dope. Yeah, I've been hearing good uh, good reviews from it as well. It seemed like it was like so much between Al Davis and Pete Rozelle. Like you just don't people. If you didn't know, you just didn't know, but. Yeah, Al Davis was a rebel, man. Yeah, I, I hope um, when people watch it, they realize what um, when Al Davis used to say the NFL was against the Raiders. You probably see some of the reasons why he said that. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to talk talk too much about. it. I want to watch it first. Yeah. yeah. So, we'll, so next week we hopefully we have a review for yeah, y'all. Next most week. definitely we'll get in, uh, into that next week. So let's talk football, gentlemen, because we're gonna put a bow on the NFL season, and we got to <clears throat> talk about the we got the big game. <clears throat> That was a big game in Tampa on Sunday. It was. <clears throat> well, so well, it was supposed to be. And then eventually, and then Tom Brady just said, "You know what? Let me get these dudes out of here. Get these dudes back on the first thing. Smoke in the Kansas City." Tom Bowles said that. <clears throat> sure did. Right. <clears throat> um, and uh, Nick, there's a conspiracy theory we had before the show started. Well, obviously, we know why you, <laughs> why you, you obviously why know why you didn't, why you were just arriving. Mm-hmm. Um, the theory was that. He, is that more the pr- excited for a road trip? Start it off right with auto coverage from American Family Insurance. JD Power ranked us number one in customer satisfaction with the auto insurance shopping experience among mid-size insurers. Get a quote at amfam.com. American Family Insurance. For JD Power 2021 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, SI and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Hear that? That's the sound of someone trying to steal your crypto. Every day, thousands of hackers online are doing the same. That's why Arculus uses air-gapped cold storage technology to protect your assets. Using our keycard and wallet app to form a protective barrier, Arculus insulates you from hackers and puts control of your digital assets back in your hands. Order the first truly air-gapped crypto wallet at GetArculus.com. Conspiracy theory is because Mark obviously predicted Tampa Bay before the season started and he he didn't want to come here and give us props. Oh, no, I would never do that. (laughs) (laughs) I would never do that. But you wasn't here, so we could have said anything. 
<laughs> but let's talk about the game. Obviously, what happened? Um, easy, easy. The uh, what happened was the Chiefs' uh, offensive line uh, dealt with the Raiders dealt with, and on a, on a whole different level. Nah, it, it was just Tampa Bay's front seven. They just they were just too physical for the um, Chiefs' offensive line. Just that simple. I, I just posted. I think it was yesterday, man. If 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 you don't have a love and appreciation and respect for offensive line, go back and watch that Super Bowl. Pretty right. much that you really don't. You really don't if you did not watch that one and the um when when the Broncos played the Panthers. Those those are, those are two Super Bowls where <clears throat> you most definitely appreciate your offensive lineman after watching those games. A hundred percent agree because. No Eric Fisher, no Mr. Schwartz. And then before the season, they didn't have Laurent Duvernay Tardif because he opted out to be a doctor on back Shout in Canada. Shout out to Doc. Oh, yeah, definitely. By the way, he's is Laurent Duvernay Tardif MD. Why don't he get MD put a stitch on the back of his jersey? He uh, should. Should. I would. Mm-hmm. We know he's a doctor. But yeah, man. When I just when I saw the start, I'm like, whoa, okay. This is not what I Thought it was going to be, and I was the lone one amongst all us four who picked Kansas City. By the way, we got speaking of picks, where's the, where's the, where's the, we got the, we got the crown, the kind of crown the picks champion today. Thank you. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah, we'll see about that. So you seen the um, you seen the uh supposedly you know by now everybody knows that the um. About the whole streaking accident, whatever. Oh yeah, well, let's talk about that right quick. So supposedly the guy who did it made a bet, yes, on that and said that there would be somebody streaking at the uh, at the game. Yeah, and he and he pretty much guaranteed that he got paid, and it only cost him a thousand dollars. And he met and that, but there's one also where I think TMZ said he he went he came on a radio show and he said that I think was it Bovada or is it Bet Online? Mm-hmm. He basically. Cashed in on three hundred a three hundred seventy four thousand dollar reward because of that. Yep, yeah. only cost only cost him a thousand. I would have done the same thing. Well, I think it cost him more than a thousand. I think it cost him. Well, I was reading. This, I think it said a two thousand to get him and his friend out because his friend jumped down to cause oh, yeah, the, yeah. to cause the distraction, which allowed him uh, you know, to run on there. And then uh, he said he he gave his friend. Uh, I think he said he gave his friend ten thousand just for just for doing it. He got him out of jail and he paid him ten thousand. Man, yeah, I'd have did that. Yeah, pretty much. I sure would have did it too. Let me tap into. Um, <clears throat> we need to recap these picks, man, because I want to see. Who, well, obviously, we don't know who won the picks. We want to. We gonna figure out who's the champ. Who's who's gonna be holding the crown at the end of the for the for the season. Pencil, the pencil. Who's gonna be the reigning champ? All right. Well, well, y'all go ahead and talk about two Let me gather up these votes real quick. Um. By the way, I got some. Um. There's some breaking news. Oh, we got to go go back to the NBA real quick. I don't know if y'all noticed this, but we always thought that it would be a moment of time where a team would stop playing the national anthem before games. It has finally happened. Producer Man Ready, you're Dallas Mavericks. Stop playing the national anthem before home games, Mark Cuban confirmed to ESPN, and doesn't plan to resume in the future. Uh Uh-oh. Wow. Who saw that? By the way, 
Good old boys gonna be upset. By the way, what y'all think of what Mark Cuban did? Uh, he was on Jamal and Carey show last week, mm-hmm. and obviously Zach Sagnol from ESPN. He said Luke could be crying a lot when he gets to the line. He basically told him he went on the show and said, "F you, Sagnol." Mm. Literally, I respect Mark Cuban, man. Mark Cuban, the real one, man. Yeah, he, most he, definitely. He does not. He he is who he is, pretty much. And he ain't gonna let nobody um, steer him from the way who he is. So, but let's get back to the big game. So, huh. the goat, man, the goat, man, <clears throat> Thomas Brady. Look, man, I lo- look. Shout out to all the new Niner fans who love Montana. But that dude's the goat. I'm sorry. And it shouldn't. And it's no more debate. It shouldn't be a debate. He the goat of all NFL players or all NFL quarterbacks. Okay, quarterbacks. I'm about to say uh, quarterbacks. He's not the, not the best player. Now Jerry Rice said he doesn't care about who's the goat. I think he's the best football player ever. Uh, I, I know some people, more people might be arguing Lawrence. Ta- you got some people who will say Barry Sanders. You got some who will say Lawrence Taylor. What the hell was that? I have zero clue. Um, but. Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time. There's no and there's no denying it. He has more Super Bowls than every other team. That's right. Tom, shout out to Tom. He's in the house. Somebody just called? No, that was, that's Brady. That was Brady. That was the goat call. Oh. We're gonna talk some we're gonna talk more have more goat talk during the main event. So the yeah. goat, shout out to the goat. Shout out to Tom Brady. Yeah, I was really kicking y'all ass now that I think about it. Whatever. We'll see about this, man. We'll see about this. Um But man. This dude has more Super Bowls than every team in the NFL. Including the New England Patriots, Bill Belichick. It, don't know organization got more than six, huh? No. Mm-mm. And Tom Brady now is the first player with seven. Seven, seven Super Bowl, t- seven Lombardis, and five Super Bowl MVPs. He shouldn't have five of them, but it's all good. He should. No, he shouldn't. He should have. He should have nine of them if you want to get technical. Basically, I'm assuming you're saying the, the, the two the two losses to the Giants. The last time he touched the ball, he was winning. Oh, yeah. So the other two Super Bowl MVPs he had one with the Venetary, the other one with the Edelman. By the way, Edelman trolled. I don't know. He's probably done with New England, so he trolled, posted a picture of Brady with with, with seven rings on. I was like, man, that is just brutal. But how do you feel if you Belichick? Um, if I'm Belichick, I honestly don't care because regardless, I um I wanted to get rid of Tom Brady a couple of years beforehand, regardless of what he did anywhere else. So if anything, I'm just upset that I didn't get a uh, at least a quality replacement um at this point. That's the only thing I'm upset about. You shouldn't be surprised about what happened. I mean, he went to a team that was uh that was a quarterback away from um from being a good team, and then they he, they got him and then added a lot of weapons. So. By the way, and I was, I'm going to say this for calling out names for people who want to say that Tom Brady's lucky. No, Tom Brady's just good. But but this is this, this discussion I was listening on the car earlier while I was listening to um, 710, my favorite station. Shout out to Sedano and LZ and Scott Kaplan. This debate about could any quarterback, could have Bruce Arians took any quarterback and won that Super Bowl. Basically, no. you take Brady out, could Aaron Rodgers have done that? Possibly. But um, I'm not. I'm not going to downplay what Tom Brady did, just because. Um, just because Aaron Rodgers could have right. done the same thing. Um, for them to say that uh, Bruce Arians could have could have won out with anybody, they need to just go back to last year when they didn't make the playoffs. When they didn't make the playoffs, with pretty James, much pretty much the same team. They had a number one defense last year, and they went seven and nine. 
You know, James Winston was getting sued by ESPN for trademark infringement, right? Really? Excuse, yeah. Excuse 30, 30 for 30. Wow. <laughs> 30 picks, 30 interceptions, man. Wow, wow, son. <laughs> He sold the thirty. He was stealing thirty for thirty. He was doing his own. He was making his own thirty for thirty without using NFL Films money. Wow, wow, John, that's that's, that's two weeks in a row. I'm just saying, man. Yeah, um, I'm just saying. <laughs> it's it. You know what? You know it really looks bad for uh for Jameis Winston because it makes you think, dude. If he was like. A quarter piece competent as a quarterback, you probably could have had a um a Super Bowl chance. Man, you or at least at least go to one because you have half of that. Yeah, seriously, because all you gotta do is reduce those 30 interceptions to like 15, 15, 12. Yeah. No, no, no. Let's just take it down to 20, which is still a lot. Yeah, yeah. seriously. Yeah, for real. <laughs> just 10 less. Because you threw for five thousand yards, you threw for 30 touchdowns, you just basically cut the turnovers down. At least like ten, like Mark, maybe something like Mark said a ten, or you try to your your goal is try to cut it down in the half. But obviously, just be real, James Winston is an inconsistent quarterback, so maybe twenty interceptions seems yeah. a little bit more reasonable for him. But you have Mike Evans, you had Ronald Jones, you had Chris Godwin, you had Cameron Bray, you had now obviously you wouldn't have OJ Howard because he tore his Achilles, but you still have that defense. You still had Ty Bowles. Um, I'll leave it like this. Um. I think the Bucks lost like about five games last year by uh, oh one possession. So you know if that changes alone, they probably they go from seven to what twelve wins. It was seven and nine, so yeah, about so, yeah, it'll be about twelve and four. I yeah. mean, we we just going off the record, yeah. Uh, but just think about it, man. He because of him, they got Gronk to come there, yeah. Um, Antonio Brown and Leonard Fournette. And if you think about it, those three names in a in a Super Bowl had all the touchdowns. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean, when, when you allow see, and this is what Deshaun Watson. I think Deshaun Watson might want, what Russell Wilson might want. Like, let me allow, let let, let me allow to to bring who I want in. Okay, let's, it, it it paid off to, you know, for for Tom Brady. Let's segue there because you brought up you brought up a topic that we were going to discuss anyway. So let's segue to Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson. Obviously, we know the situation with Deshaun Watson. Houston's not already said they're 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 decided they're not going to you know they're not going to trade they're not going to trade a kid. Yeah, but we all believe they're this is just basically they're basically waiting until OTA start because Deshaun Watson not that has no reason to be in Houston between now and the beginning of April. So he'll be wherever he's at. He don't have to record the headquarters right now. He know he's a professional. He's going to keep himself. In shape and in good condition, and make sure that he's healthy. But the Russell Wilson situation. So it came out that Russell Wilson seems to be frustrated the fact that he's been sacked. I think four hundred times in, in the, nine years. In nine years, which is a crazy number. And obviously, he was he wants more say on the personnel. He wanted say on who's going to be his new OC. They hired uh, Shane Waldron, who was the pass game coordinator for the Rams. He was. Pass game coordinator for the Rams to be their new offensive coordinator after they fired Schottenheimer. That's who we didn't. Marty Schottenheimer. That is what we didn't do. We didn't say Marty Schottenheimer. Marty Schottenheimer. I apologize. R.I.P. to Marty Schottenheimer. Man. It's the 14 and 2. Marty. Marty Ball. Pause. But that's what Damian Thompson called his offense. Hmm. 14 and 2. Marty Schottenheimer, if y'all did not hear, the legendary coach, coached the Browns, 
eat, coach the Chiefs, and of course the Chargers and the Washington football team passed away. Yeah, this is a little somber for producer Ben Reddy as a Chargers fan. This was his probably the best coach they had since Bobby Ross led him to the Super Bowl. 14 and 2. And y'all fired. And it wasn't even his fault. If that if that freaking idiot would have just if he would have got the interception and just just went down instead of kept on trying to run the ball and fumble, the Chargers' um, whole entire existence is different because so, they probably would have won that year. So we want to say obviously clown had a battle with Alzheimer's and lost him today. Lost him yesterday at the age of seventy seven. But the family made the announcement this morning that Marty bought that Marty Schottenheimer. Passed away, so we want to say condolences to the Schottenheimer family, to the Browns organization, to the Chiefs organization, to the Chargers organization, to Washington, and all those who knew him and coached for him. I was heard Will Shields this morning, to LT, Philip Rivers, all those guys who who played for him. And obviously, you heard his influence when in the Damian Thomas' Hall of Fame speech. Make that was his. That was my his best coach. That was his coach. So, R.I.P. to Marty Schottenheimer and to the entire Schottenheimer family. Now, good luck to Brian Schottenheimer, who's obviously been an O.C. and keeping the, the Schottenheimer name in the coaching ranks. So, But back to the game. We talked about it. The Chiefs, nine points. No touchdowns. Patrick Mahomes was running for his life. Literally. He ran. They said he ran an accumulated 500 yards just running on scrambles from trying to not get basically incapacitated by that front seven. And most of the time it wasn't even blitzes. It was just a four-man rush. And let me tell you why. Todd Bowles said no blitzes. Yep. He said Genius. He, he basically said, "We're going to de-emphasize blitzing. We're going to we're going to basically play to f- go front seven. We're going to send four send four at him. Don't blitz." That's that's great coaching because um, there's a stat where um, pretty much if you if you blitz uh, Patrick Mahomes, he damn near scores a touchdown almost uh, almost half the time you blitz because nine times out of ten, if you blitz him, you know, f- you know, for people who don't know. Uh, football technically like that. Nine times out of ten, if you're blitzing, you're either going to do like a zone blitz, which is um, ridiculous to do against a team like them, or you do a um, regular man blitz. So nine times out of ten, it's going to be one person on the outside against Tyreek Hill. And right. that happened in the first game, and they got killed for it. So that that was that was great coaching on that um, on Todd Bowles' part. So now, obviously, Tyreek Hill, speaking of Tyreek Hill, <laughs> did, he even, did he even get on the plane? Um. Yeah, because Winfield Jr. gave him the show. Did karma? By the way, I had zero problems with that either. That was a penalty. I, that, I think yeah. that's a penalty. Bruce Aarons is like, we'll take, we'll deal, we'll take it. I mean, at that point, you're already up by what? You're up by twenty-two points. Well, yeah, I mean, and the defense, they already knew they they couldn't do nothing against them. They couldn't do nothing. Man, Travis Kelsey was dropping passes. He was scared. Still the best tight end. I don't care what anyone says. But anyway, pause. He's, but um, the run game was ineffective. No, Hilaire couldn't really go on. I ain't, 
why why did they even suit up Le'Veon Bell if they weren't even gonna try to see if he can play? Um, all, all I have to say is, um, I told people after um the Chiefs played the Raiders and the Raiders had won. I was like, this this Chiefs team isn't this isn't the same team as last year. You know, because I'm like, you know, I, I know how good my team is. And if, you know, you, we, we playing a caliber team like that, especially the way our defense um uh, was this past season, we should have got killed in that game. And, and in all actuality, we uh, we um, we was hanging around in both games. And I told people, I'm like, they're going to run into problems against a team that can uh, keep up with their scoring or if they can't get the ball to Tyreek Hill. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what happened. Because uh, they defense couldn't stop a uh, couldn't stop a nosebleed, like that. usual. True that. I I, I felt that uh, if Kansas City couldn't run the ball, they was gonna be in trouble. I knew they wouldn't be able to run the ball. <clears throat> and with that uh, front seven, it was gonna be hard for them to establish that running game. And since they didn't have that running game, I mean, Tampa Bay, all the time they do is just uh, keep two on on uh, on Tyreek Hill and two on uh, Kelsey, and then and then you know <laughs> the rest of it was easy. What's the coincidence that um, that they pretty much ran Tampa two the entire time? They did. They ran that the whole game. They ran Tampa two the entire time, and Andy Reid could not figure that out to to save his life. It's a trip. Andy Reid's usually his best his best games are coming off bye weeks because he's always had that extra week to scheme. But this game, obviously, we on we talked about it before you joined us, Nick, about the situation with the. With with his son in the car and the accident, but um, the whole situation. But the but Ty Bowles just coached a good game. Obviously, I heard Dan Patrick say. I mean, he, he likes to think outside the box when it comes to awards. He said they should just gave Super Bowl MVP to Ty Bowles. I saw you said that too. Yeah, I said that. I disagree with that, but I get what he's saying because Ty Bowles. And obviously, you see what Bruce Arians if he got on this when he when he got on the podium to speak after getting the Lombardi. He was like, I didn't do a thing. Y'all, y'all did it. Todd Bowles, Byron Leftwich. By the way, to that reporter who mistake Byron Leftwich for Todd Bowles. Yeah, all, not all, not black people looking like. And, and shout out to Byron Leftwich who, who, uh, who at the uh, on on the drop of a dime didn't choose violence at that time. Yeah, because I show. I'm like, come on, man. Yeah, it's like Todd. Well, he, no, he basically said, well. How did it feel when you know you you game plan the defense and you allow that top now you know Brady and Tom just basically can have a basically you know have his way off? It seems like and, and Byron Leftwich was basically like you must be you got me mistaken with Todd. He <laughs> said you got the wrong guy, and the dude laughed and how the but Byron Leftwich wasn't laughing. Yeah. <laughs> Byron Leftwich wasn't laughing. That was one. That was one of the times where he he could have cussed him out. I'm like man, I just won the Super Bowl. You really are you really and I was pulling the plays. Yeah. He's yeah, offensive he's offensive coordinator. coordinator. Yeah, he's offensive coordinator. Uh bars, huh? So time to buy. Shout out to Byron Leftwich. He probably get. He will. He'll be in. He'll be on the interview circuit next week, next year. And shout out to the other Byron we know too. Yes, the Pie Father. Yeah, yeah. Shout out. To- shout out to all the Byrons. Yeah. <laughs> Byron Scott. Pop. <laughs> hey, yeah, hey like, man, like, hey, so we're not gonna just you know, nah. the Lakers like that, like yeah. Anyway, hey man, I think he said Byron. I ain't say Byron Russell. 
No, if you say nah, Bar- don't say that. <laughs> say Byron Russell. If you say Byron Scott, all I gotta do is say Jordan. He be scared. Mm. Right, right now. Yeah, yeah. He'll dog him out right now. Wow, hands for sure. I remember Jordan told Byron Scott. I, I don't know. I told y'all this story when the Lakers came to play the Bulls. I think it was like ninety one, ninety two. I think after the year they won the championship, and Byron. Didn't play because I think he was injured. And he saw Jordan and shoot around because that's when they used to do the shoot arounds at the forum. And he was like, Byron, you heard you're not playing. And I was like, nah, I'm not going I'm not gonna be able to go. He got the hamstring. My my, my rookie, Anthony Peeler, he's gonna go. He's gonna give you he's gonna give you he's gonna put up a game. And Jordan was like fifty. Yeah, he put up he just told him was like Anthony <laughs> He's like Anthony Peeler's like, my guy Anthony Peeler, he's gonna he's gonna be one guarding you tonight. Jordan was like fifty. Yeah, that's exactly what he did. He put on put a fifty Anthony Peeler. Shout out, but to the goat. <clears throat> Say that tall from the main event. Um, this all halftime because we talked about the first half, but the halftime show, the weekend. I've seen a lot of people complaining about it. Some people weren't impressed. It didn't bother me. I pretty much knew what the show was. First of all, he had his his show was already he already announced that his stage was basically in the in the stands. Mm-hmm. He wasn't on the he wasn't primary on the field. It wasn't like a temporary, a typical Super Bowl halftime show last year, where J Lo and Shakira got like twenty thousand twenty thousand dancers and they got feathers and basically I was loving redoing the scenes from Hustle. Well, I don't know they were redoing scenes from Hustler, but Hustlers, but but you know, it was off the off the momentum of hustlers, and people thought Jay Lo got snubbed for an Oscar nomination. But I personally thought the weekend's performance was cool. He played he he played the hits. Now a lot of people was like you know who were true diehard weekend fans was like he should have played more of his dark stuff. I'm like, but he's not he wasn't going to do that. Yeah, I knew he wasn't going to play the uh, uh, the House of Balloons and the, and the trilogy. That wasn't going to happen. But no. I, I, <clears throat> Excuse me, I wasn't uh, I wasn't disappointed with the with the with the halftime show. I mean, you know, he did what music do. Yikes! But he did. I mean, and obviously, he he said, and they, and I remember Kay Adams from Good Morning Football had interviewed him. They aired the interview. By the way, Oladipo gonna get traded. Oh, go ahead. Um, and he said there was rumors about you know because there's rumors maybe that Ariana Grande was supposed to be a part of this. Other show and obviously they rock. There was no money in the budget for, her. but they said a weekend. I think came out the back, came out the pocket for seven mil just for his for the stage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what was, what was the issue, but like I said, when this comes to the halftime show, you're gonna have fifty percent of people who like the show, then gonna have the other path who just don't because obviously either they don't know the artist or the artists don't fit the type of style they listen to. Pretty much. Like we, I've had issues. I mean, obviously, after, and this all you know resonates from the whole Janet. Justin Timberlake situation that invented the seven second delay. When you go in the next year, you got Paul McCartney playing on the piano like he's John Legend. No, it doesn't doesn't sit doesn't sit well with younger folks. You had the Who, you had Springsteen and all that. No, obviously the then I mean the Black Eyed Peas I thought was a cool show because they finally got away from having just old white people because obviously it's just a big business convention. But um. The following year they had Madonna, mm. but then they had Beyonce. Cool. 
Bruno, cool. I don't know what were they thinking getting cold. Well, no, no, that was Katy Perry. I say, hold on, what's wrong with Coldplay? I don't think they were big enough for that for the Super Bowl. Pause. Coldplay makes good music, but I don't know if they were the right. By the way, I, I watched it. It was the team. It was the year the Broncos won, so I know this. Because it, it, the NFL knew they made a mistake because they got a lot of negative feedback from, you know, people who survey in the show. So that's why they added Beyonce and Bruno Mars in at the eleventh hour, and that was at the height of the, the whole formation thing and movement. And then Bruno Mars off Umtown Funk. So, hey, hey, hey uh, what was the best halftime performance, y'all? Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. By the way, where that, and that was I, cool. dis, I disagree, but okay. <clears throat> Prince, number two. They're one A, one B. No, it was one. No, no it was one. It's, it's Michael Dennis Prince. They were, it's Michael Dennis Prince. Nah, it's definitely. It's They're definitely. definitely it, it, we, I can. I can give you my top five right now. Halftime. I can give you. I can give you three. I can give you one. It was Prince, Mike, and then Beyonce. Yeah, and then I go four. I go with Bruno. Uh, Bruno's is all right. You didn't think Bruno? I thought Bruno. Well, that was the only good thing that I I enjoyed that game because that was the year the Broncos got smoked by the Seattle. By Seattle. That was the only thing I enjoyed about. The only thing I enjoyed about that Super Bowl. By the way, no more Super Bowls in New York. No more cold weather Super Bowls, please. They all right, man. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. No, we used to altitude. We used to cold weather altitude. Not Denver cold is different from New Jersey cold. So, nah. You could tell they weren't ready. And after that first play, when the fumble went over Peyton's head, pause. It was downhill from there. But I digress. Uh, shout out to the weekend. Uh, for the you know it was a cool performance. Um, I didn't see nothing wrong with the performance. No, no, no I, I, I didn't either. Right. And I liked it, and I don't even like I don't even like all the songs he he performed, but I just liked the performance. It was cool. So let's let's look at the next year Super Bowl halftime. No, everybody's talking about because here it's here it's in L.A. By the way, mm-hmm. they're gonna be fans and they're gonna be they're gonna be more that, fans yeah. in in, in Stofy next year. Can, L.A. next year is gonna be so crazy. Kendrick go do it. I, well, the person that a lot of people in the survey and they're saying Snoop. And I said the same thing. I said Snoop. I said Snoop, Dre, Cube, and Kendrick. That's. I know it's not. Uh, I, I, I know it's not. That's me just being overly optimistic. But I think at least you can get two of them, and the more likely two will be Snoop and Kendrick. Because I don't know if Dre's going to do a show like that, and I don't know if Cube's going to do a show. We want to. Well, Cube's more of a football fan, but Snoop is right now been the ultimate pitch man for right now. Well, they, Kendrick will have pop right. kills, but everybody else. Is there a pop artist um out of LA right now? Not that I can think of. D well, Smoke? can't well I mean who? He's not big enough yet, Pauls. Who? D Smoke. <sighs> he 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 a dope he a dope artist, but I don't think uh he at that level yet. Um Definitely. <laughs> Some people said the Red Hot Chili Peppers because obviously they're they're LA based. You know, Flea, Anthony Kiedis, obviously. I can see that. Yeah. Um, they wouldn't give a bad show either. Who else? Obviously, some people are saying if you want to go global, you go Taylor Swift. She hasn't did a Super Bowl yet. I don't want to see that. Me personally, me personally, who cares? Taylor Swift. 
I don't think so. It was in Toronto, yeah. I don't think so. Certified lover boy. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. How do you certify lover? What's up with your man's hand? He's he's paying homage to his son or daughter for that matter. His, 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 he got his well, the nails right. Yeah, his, his nails is paying like you got like a yellow nail and like, you got like a star on another nail and something crazy. Different show. All right, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, By the way, if you the person that Nick Freeze is referring to is Dwayne Wade. For those who don't know, he has his he has part of his nails painted. Obviously, you know about his you know his support for his son daughter his daughter. Hey, I'm not. I can't say. I mean, it's not my place to say. It's, I don't talk about. Other, I don't talk about other people's kids. Gotcha. But that's what people to educate. Wonder who Freeze was talking about. That's who it was. He was talking about Dwayne. <laughs> yeah. Um, that second half. Oh man. I think they just went in cruise control the second half. I mean, you had the you had the touchdown for Fournette, and then after that it was just pretty much over from there. The yeah. defense, you had the interception from I think mean, it was Winfield had the first interception, and then you had the Devin White interception. Devin White played a hell of a game, boy. If you can argue he might obviously I know everyone said Brady should be Super Bowl MVP, but if you want to talk defense. You think about the last Tampa Bay Super Bowl. It was won by the defense. Mm -hmm. They gave the Dexter Jackson, even though a lot of people said it should have won. Excited for a road trip? Start it off right with auto coverage from American Family Insurance. J.D. Power ranked us number one in customer satisfaction with the auto insurance shopping experience among mid-size insurers. Get a quote at AmFam.com. American Family Insurance. For J.D. Power 2021 award information, visit JDPower.com slash awards. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, SI and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Hear that? That's the sound of someone trying to steal your crypto. Every day, thousands of hackers online are doing the same. That's why Arculus uses air-gapped cold storage technology to protect your assets. Using our keycard and wallet app to form a protective barrier, Arculus insulates you from hackers and puts control of your digital assets back in your hands. Order the first truly air-gapped crypto wallet at GetArculus.com. Derek Brooks. You really should have. Should have went to Derek Brooks. But, um, just like, um, when, uh, what you call it, won, <clears throat> uh, when the uh, Patriots won last time, I think it should have went to Dante Hightower. And went to Edelman. Yep. Nah, Edelman had that catch. Dante Hightower was destroying that entire game. Yeah. If, don't, if, if Edelman don't make that catch, New England don't win that game. By the way, Dante Hightower said, how valuable am I, am I now? Exactly. He didn't play on um, this past year. Now New England's defense was terrible. Tom Brady, Tom Brady said, "What happened to the system?" Good, good point. <laughs> Tom Brady said, "Didn't everybody say it was the system?" Yeah, he said, he said, he said I'm, "Yeah, it's the Belichick system, huh?" Patriot way. <clears throat> By the way, Tom Law said, "Danny and Mendola do not speak on the Patriot way." You don't know. You don't know what you're talking about. Uh, talking about Tom Brady's the Patriot way. First of all, you just got Tom Law said, "You just got here." Literally, that was his words. You just got here. So you don't talk about no no Patriot way. The Patriot many, way. How many championships Tyler Law win? Three. And how many Edelman win? Well, and, and Mandola. Uh, oh, oh, Danny Mandola. He won like I think he won like one or two over there with him. He won two. He won two. <laughs> but but Tyler Law said no. You don't talk about the Patriot way. The Patriot way was not just Brady. It's Brady. It's me. It's Willie McGinnis. It's Rodney Harrison. It's Richard Seymour. We gonna talk about it later. You got snubbed for the Hall of Fame, but we'll talk about that later because it's a tough class. So tough Richard, class. So Richard Seymour. Yeah, it's a tough class, man. It was a tough class. We have it was tough class, but I just was just like uh, just crazy how I thought at least they get one touchdown. It just didn't happen. Man, that not having good offensive line play and you combine that with 
Tampa Bay uh, possibly having – well, they do have the best front seven in football. Yeah. Uh, Devin, and, White's, and, Devin White's a beast. And, and, and one of the top defensive lines alone in football – no, you, you like y'all said earlier. You don't have to send. You don't have to send no blitz. Like you can get the pressure with four people. Like that's that's great for you. They remind me of the 49ers um, when they went to the Super Bowl. Not, I, not last year. Can I ask a question? Hey, hey Buffalo, go get JJ Watt. Can I ask a question? Ready. John Elway, why'd you let Shaq Barrett go? Um, I do not want to hear. Could you draft? I do not, and I don't want to hear because they drafted Bradley Chubb. Because we had three pass rushers when we won the Super Bowl with DeMarcus Ware, Von Miller, and Shane Ray. Yeah, Shaq Miller, Shaq Barrett was a situational pass rusher then. When, and the last two years, both of those guys have been hurt in individual seasons. You yep. think we can't use Shaq Barrett now? No, let the, let, the league, let the league in sacks last year. Yeah, he's going to go get the bag. Pause. Pause. He's going to get paid. Oh, he's about, Yeah, he's about to get paid. That's dope, man. Yeah, man. Shout out to that brother. But, but again, man, shout out to Tampa Bay defense, man. Shout out to Tabos. Uh, they, yeah. they, they, they played a, a, a great game, man. A great game. But, again, man, I, 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 as I was looking at the game, I thought I was looking at somebody playing Madden when Tampa Bay was on offense. And pretty much. Like, like, like pretty much. Tom Brady played almost the perfect game. He pretty much did. I mean, he went twenty for twenty nine. He had like two fifteen and three touchdowns. Yeah, and all and and, and all the touchdowns were the were, were the two, which were the guys that he brought in the offseason. Huh. Two to Gronk, one to AB, one to Fournette. It's funny because uh, you didn't hear. Oh, well, Mike Evans had one catch that game. Mike Evans said he's gonna take less to stay. Yep, he sure is. That's uh, see, uh, I think that's part of the, the the Tom Brady effect. I think that's what makes Tom Brady the goat. It's not just what he does on the field; it's what he brings. To the team, you know yeah. what I'm saying, and that's what Mike Mike Evans basically said that same thing post game. Obviously, question is, does Gronk retire now? Retire for good next season? I, and because obviously so. they'll get because they'll get OJ Howard back healthy, and yeah. OJ Howard obviously. Man, look at at, at this point um, in their careers, OJ Howard is most definitely better than um, Gronkowski. Yeah, and uh, OJ Howard is most definitely a problem. The game probably would have been worse if he would have been played. It would it would have been worse. It would have been it would have been terrible. By the way, so obviously they celebrated and everything. Now we we can shift towards the off season, and there's talk. Well, um, the the ratings before we get into the QB carousel talk. Rating the rating came out. It was ninety six point four. That was the lowest since since the. Bears Colts Super Bowl thing. Ninety six point four million people watched the Super Bowl on CBS. That was oh seven, huh? Yeah, that was that was the best Super Bowl performance. And <clears throat> number two, but um, they said, but they have they CBS had records on the streaming side because obviously now and me be me you talked about this a couple weeks ago how everyone is. The way we're going to be watching football or sports or just inter- TV is going to be real different within now in the next five years. The, the the NFL contract, TV contract is come is about to expire. Amazon's going to be a, a huge player, probably Apple TV, YouTube. We're going to be streaming and core cutting is going to be a huge part. So, yeah, that's why we're streaming now. Facebook might have a huge part. Because obviously, look, Amazon's already have one foot in the door now because they broadcast Thursday Night Football. Mm-hmm. 
So you look at the way the ratings look. People aren't watching regular TV, but aren't watching aren't watching regular TV. They most of them are watching highlights, or they just watching pretty much five second clips of the game. Pause. Well, I, I watched it. I watched it streaming. Yeah, I was. I watched it on my phone. Yeah. How was the phone stream? Uh, it was good. We watched it on a uh, Fire Stick, oh, okay. so it was you know it was cool. And then um. Because you could have streamed it on Yahoo. You could streamed it on the CBS Sports app. It was the first time I think the Super Bowl was actually streamed on, was actually available for streaming. So, yeah, pretty much. Speaking of changing, there are going to be some players who are going to be making some changes this offseason. Free agency. We're now going to have to shift the NFL free agency. And, and obviously, we're going to be talking about these quarterbacks. By the way, we are because we already have had two quarterbacks move with the golf um, Stafford trade. Now, it seems like the next quarterback in line to move might be Carson Wentz. And the reports are Carson Wentz could be traded as early this week. I have a theory. I think the trade is done. They were just waiting for the Super Bowl to end. And the talks is the, the most likely landing spot is the Chicago Bears. I think it should be the Colts. The Colts are also interested. But it sounds like the Bears are getting a little bit patient because it seems like the Eagles want the moon and the stars and the entire stratosphere for Carson Wentz. It's um, not worth it. I, I heard there must be um, that Nick Foles is part of the trade. Yes. yes. The report is the trade is Nick Foles, Tariq Cohen, and a first-round pick for Carson Wentz. There's another trade. My, shout out to my boy Fack. Obviously, he's a Bears fan. He's keep following the story. Where it's Anthony Miller, Nick Foles, and a first-round pick for, for Wentz and Travis Fogum. The receiver from Old Dominion. Uh, I would rather uh, that trade. Because I might, first of all, why would they take on Tariq Cohen coming off a torn ACL and they already have Miles Sanders? Yeah. Hmm. And then we talk about the Deshaun Watson situation. We already spoke on that earlier, but obviously he's going to just basically drag the situation out because obviously he doesn't have to report to camp no time soon. So Houston can say they're not going to trade him. We've hired teams. They've called about Sam Darnold now. And obviously, Adam Schefter said there's an over and under of 18 quarterbacks could be changing teams this offseason. Yeah, supposedly it's been um, talks about uh, um, with Derek Carr and um, Marcus Mariota. It sounds like it's more and more Mariota than yeah. Carr. Obviously, we brought up the whole Derek Carr, Deshaun Watson trade scenario. Mm-hmm. But it sounds like it's more Carr than it is more uh, Mariota than it is more Carr. But um, Jeremy Fowler from ESPN has – his top 10 free agents, and I'm going to get your thoughts on these names. Run some NFL Films music for me, Ben Ready, so we can t- get your thoughts on these. And they have their landing spots. So you tell me these guys are a perfect fit with these guys. Mm-hmm. At number 10, Allen Robinson to the Washington football team. Um, If the Bears are trying to make a, a trade for a quarterback, they better most definitely keep Allen Robinson up over there because that dude is good. I agree with I agree with Nick on that. Number nine. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jeremy Fowler. You're a genius. Justin Simmons, Denver Broncos. Yes, move on. Yes. No, I'm just kidding. Yes. Y'all, y'all, y'all gonna keep him? Please pay. Pay that man. George Payton. Pay. Give that man his money. Watch your face. Number eight. Kenny Galladay to the New York football giants. Um, I can see that happening. Because uh, they're most definitely um, Detroit's most definitely over winning football games. So 
By the way, Marvin Jones is interested in coming to the Rams. Mm. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who they going to let go? Josh Reynolds is a free agent. Need to get rid of um, Brandon Cooks. Oh, never mind. He's already gone. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Les needs a shrewd dude. They're gonna they they're probably gonna lose Everett and they're gonna lose Brandon and um Josh Reynolds in the offseason. Eh, they still got that um some other dude up over there that's pretty good too. They got Van Jefferson, Sean Jefferson's son. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you get Marvin Jones. Yeah, Marvin Jones is yeah. They can hear this is your boy right here, number seven. What's that? Bud Dupree to the Tennessee Titans. Man, look, if the Steelers are smart, they they're making sure that doesn't happen. Because they defense went down the toilet after he got hurt. Bud Dupree to the Buffalo Bills. Bud Dupree to the Raiders. Mm. Bud Dupree. He's going to get paid somewhere. He's going to want too much money to come to Buffalo. but uh, He may not be able to ask for as much money because of his um, injury. Number six. Yannick Ngakwe to the ball, stays with the Baltimore Ravens. I can see that happening. I thought. I thought um, he got traded like twice already. I thought because he he signed with Minnesota, right? He got traded to Minnesota. Yeah, when he got traded to Minnesota, I thought Buffalo should went after uh, when he got traded because we need a pass rusher. Interesting. Jerry, Jerry Hughes getting old in the tooth. Number five, Hunter Henry, and I hear I want to hear producer Ben Rennie's thoughts on this. <laughs> Hunter Henry to the Indianapolis Colts. Like you filed. Oh, that'd be great. Oh, that the Chargers would be dumb to do that. That'd be great for be, Indianapolis. You know, y'all, y'all let Hunter Henry go to the Colts. Reunite with Frank Wright, or did? Wow, y'all y'all a lot more trash on offense without him. Number four, Brandon Sheriff stays with the Washington Football Team. Yeah, that's yeah, logical. I can see that. Number three, Leonard Williams stays with the Giants. Uh, I don't see that happening, but okay. Me neither. This is one is interesting. Trent Williams to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Mm. Why would he go to the Jaguars? They already got Cam Robinson. Well, Urban Meyer might want to make a splash. You're getting Trevor Lawrence. Obviously, I think Cam Robinson's a good a good lineman. Maybe you move him over to right tackle. You get Trent Williams. I guess. And then number one, this is interesting. Dak Prescott to the Carolina Panthers. Ooh. Um, I don't know if they're really willing to uh to let uh, Teddy Bridgewater just go like that, but if you get somebody like Dak Prescott, and if he can plays, if he plays even half as well as he did before he got hurt, then he's already better than Teddy Bridgewater. So why not? By the way, how yeah. stupid are the Cowboys? Oh, the Cowboys. Well, yeah, well, duh. But then the fact that they released that hype video and come to find, and they didn't have Dak Prescott in the video, none whatsoever. That was like the Jerry same Jones. thing that that was like the same thing that Arizona did last year or two years ago with they released a hype video before the draft and they didn't have Josh Rosen because they knew they were going to draft Kyler Murray. Josh Rosen's trash. He never Josh Rosen that. went to the 49ers, I heard. Yeah, he's he's with the 49ers. He's trash. Um so Mark. Those you got them picks? You got those picked those tallies up? Of course. Y'all wanna hear this or what? Let's go four to one. He's doing. He's he's giving us a total. Who won the picks? Who was the picks champion? Oh, man. Something tells me. Something tells me. He's he's gonna be, be Tony. Gonna be on this Tony reality stuff and be on the mute button in a minute. Oh, yeah. oh boy. Go ahead, Mark. 
Uh, well, second place was uh, Nick and John. With wow. two. Tied? Yeah. Wow. Third place was Ben. You know, he had one week. Wow. But so. but it, we also had some ties. I had a tie with John one week. Yeah. I had a tie with Ben one week. Okay. And then I had a tie with Nick twice. Wow. This is crazy. By the way, NCAA tournament official starts March 18th. So, uh, I mean, I like to thank everybody for uh, uh, the 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 the, uh, the wins every week. Whatever, you know what I'm saying. Are you? F- I like to thank oh. er- I like to thank everybody who supported me when I picked Tampa Bay and Kansas City in the Super Bowl at the beginning of the season. I did. Wow. <laughs> and I, and I said Tampa Bay was gonna win. Yeah. Come about sick. That's foul. <laughs> <laughs> he knew exactly. He knew exactly what was about to happen. So Mark is the picks champion for 2020. Next year, this time seven months from now, week one. By the way, Tampa Bay. Uh, uh, who? I think I tweeted this out. Who? Um, who should Tampa Bay open up against next season? I'm give you their home schedule. Obviously, you got that. Their NFC South teams. Um. I think they play the Cowboys. I'm going to give you the schedule. I think they should play the Saints. If Drew Brees is still there. I doubt that. Yeah. Yeah, but if the, if the, if the NFC South don't play the AFC West, then that's not going to happen. Yeah, so. And they play, and y'all play the AFC West, play the NFC South this year. Okay. Because Kansas City uh, beat Tampa Bay earlier this year when uh, Tyreek Hill had 17 touchdowns in the first quarter. Damn, what was y'all schedule? Y'all, actually, y'all, y'all do play the, the Bucks and the Bills do play. Huh? The Bucks? Y'all play the, y'all play the Bucks next year. Where at? Uh, in Tampa Bay? Or in Buffalo? In the city. That, that should be the first game. That'll be interesting. If it's in Tampa Bay, I, actually, I want to go to that game. I'm telling my brother, let's go. By the way, how was what was that like? Uh, he was, you know, he he, he was uh, he was celebrating, man. He was partying. I'm pretty sure he was. Yeah, he he remained humble the whole time until the game was off, and then he uh. Oh yeah, and then you proceed. Yeah, <laughs> then you proceed to talk. You know. Yeah, yeah I know the, 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 the yeah, I saw the chat, man. He he threw on a he threw on a creamsicle jersey. Now he he wore he wore that uh he wore that all day. The the orange joints? Yeah. Oh yeah, them is, them is those jerseys is nasty. The, the old throwback, the old school throwback joints. Yeah, that's exactly what the jersey looked like. Where's that? Okay, here's our. Yeah, I, I uh. Them jerseys is horrible. I don't like orange, so. I agree. Um, uh, it's just it's not a pillin' color to me. Wow, well, yeah, you just really gonna say that right here while I'm wearing an orange hoodie right now? I mean, I mean, come on, just disrespect <laughs> the country, like, dude. I didn't disrespect nobody's country. You disrespect <clears throat> Broncos country. That's what you did. Man, please. Hey man, watch it. <clears throat> Where's y'all schedule? Hey, what's the what's your, what's your predictions? I mean, it might be early, but just uh, for next year's Super Bowl. <clears throat> Um, 
And, um, in all actuality, I think the um, I think the Rams may be um, maybe Super Bowl contenders next year. Um, I think I'll have them. By the way, Vegas has, has Chiefs. Is Chiefs, Tampa Bay, and the Rams are the top three in Vegas right now? They they should be. We go. I mean, of course, we gonna have an official. Uh, I think discussion um, about this, but I mean, just before we know where any free agents go, any draft picks go. Yeah, I'm I'm still choosing um the Rams to be. They, I think they may, they may end up being the number one team next year. Okay, o- according to um the offseason acquisitions. Okay, okay, I got the I got the Bills. The Ram, I mean the Bucks home schedule. Cow they got Cowboys, Giants, Bills, Dolphins, Bears, NFC South. So Panthers, Saints, Panthers, Falcons, Saints. Who should be that first opponent that Thursday night? When they're getting, when they're, when they're, when they, when the banners, Bears. You think Bears? Mm-hmm. See, I think it should be the Cowboys. Wait, so, so, uh, I don't want the Cowboys getting no primetime games. They're playing, well, that, well, they're that's, playing the AFC East this year? They play the, they're playing the yeah. NFC East. Oh, so, so he's going to be, so, uh, he, so Brady's going to be able to play the Patriots next year. He's yeah. going to New England. Oh, this is going to be hilarious. Yeah, because he's going to run them up on the Oh, here's this, man, this here's their schedule. Bad. Here's their schedule. I just gave you the home games. And then the away games. Eagles, Washington, Patriots, Jets, Saints, Falcons, Packers, Rams. Um, That's their away games. They come, they're come. they coming to here. They're coming to, they're coming to SoFi this year. And, and let Brady say they might be coming twice. False. Um, wow. Man, um, make sure I clean that up real quick. Um, Ooh. y'all, y'all, wow, <laughs> show over. Wow, wow. wow. <laughs> I know, wow. Nick, I know, wilding out was bad, but let's chill, man. Wow, <laughs> uh, wow, man, well, yeah, uh, y'all, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> no, whoa, 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 son, <laughs> see, wrong show. Nah. <laughs> no rules back tomorrow, five o'clock. Your fan. With this man right here. <laughs> my man, my left. He's a, no rules back tomorrow. But uh, yeah, that, but that's the yeah. So Brady goes to New England next year. He has to win that game. Uh no he don't. Yeah, he do. No, he don't. Yes, he does. No, he doesn't. Yeah, he does. And he needs to honestly He needs to prove a point. Now he proved a point already by winning the Super Bowl without Belichick. Mm. Yeah, but he has to he has to beat them. He has to really make you feel, make Belichick feel even more stupider than he should. Mm-hmm. I don't think a regular season win can can top a Super Bowl. Well, because but they, yeah, because they're not, not going. Against, they're not against them. No matter, it's, it's different. Listen, I won without you. Yeah, you're right. You don't have a winning record without me. Yeah, but you overall, wanna, he, he, he is real petty. He's gonna be. He has to be real petty. I I don't. I'm not involve pettiness, encourage pettiness. But obviously, because the Patriots are not going to be good, so this is really going to be a total. Manslaughter, and I don't give on violence, but I think I, I think I think the ultimate get back was winning the Super Bowl, yeah. and then and then I mean I think if Tom Brady really wanted to be petty, he could have put up Bill Bill Belichick record without him because he has a losing record in Cleveland and in Tampa Bay. I mean Cleveland and in New England. So you know what I'm saying. <clears throat> so shout out. So that's who. So we'll see. I think my early predictions is, is, is uh before like I said before everything is, is Buffalo and Tampa Bay. I can see that. I think I think that's probably wishful thinking because obviously I don't think it's going to be. It's, I I know a lot of Rams fans are really drinking the, the Stafford Kool Aid right now. Oh my God! Stop shooting three pointers. <laughs> He's talking to the next talking to the Utah Jazz man. But um, I know all the Rams fans they're drinking the Stafford Kool Aid because they because he's not Jared Goff. But I'm telling you right now, 
Y'all better y'all better win in the next two years. That's right, because you know McVay does not want the reputation where you're more Gruden than Shanahan. By the way, how the 49ers feel? Because actually Brady did want to go there too. I thought he just wanted to be stay east, you know, because he wanted to be closer to his son. But gonna find out he did want to go to 49ers, but they have but they chose Jimmy Garoppolo. Idiots. Um, the only two teams that was interested was uh, I think they said it was the Chargers and uh. And, and Tampa Bay. The Bears were a low-key favorite, too. I mm. mean, the Raiders could have, but, you know, he lo- he loves Derek Harbour for some reason. Yeah, Denver could have, he could have came to Denver, but, you know, true a lot. But, yeah, but that, that's on there. But that but yeah, but that's our, our wrap for the football season. Well, obviously, the football season never ends. Because, obviously, we're going to have a lot of free agency talk in the next couple of weeks, next month. There's no combine this year. So, we're going to have a lot of draft talk, a lot of NFL free agency talk, a lot of – a lot of players are going to be getting the bag this offseason. And then there's some dudes who seem to get out of the get out of the bag because they say stupid stuff. Uh-oh. I've been waiting for this this segment all week. And y'all saw the chat. And I figure we're all on one accord on some of the names because I'm going to let y'all. Did you see it, Nick? Mm-mm. All right, go, go ahead. Go ahead, John. Go ahead, John. Uh-oh. I, I saw it to him. So, so you saw Nick the names in there. I'm going to start because obviously this is the segment that is often imitated, never duplicated. We give dudes they props for, for do, saying great things, but when they say stupid things, we got to call out their names because it's time for calling out names. Sponsored by, unofficially sponsored by Pepsi and Starburst. District District X. King's Apparel. Planet <laughs> Weirdo. Let's, I'm going to start, as I always do, I'm going to be the leadoff man, be the Ricky Henderson of this segment. Since I let, since Mark knows who I know, the first person I have, Mark already has them, so I'm gonna let him handle that. I'm tired of talking about that dude. But this dude seemed to be coming a, a calling out names favorite, and that's Max Kellerman. Usually that's Nick's job, but I'm, but I'm, gonna, I'm gonna do a Nick's job for him today because I know he's probably got something else to call out. Max today on first take said that both of Eli Manning's Super Bowl runs were more impressive than Tom Brady's run this year. Um. I'm going to say this, and I'm going to let y'all the four. I'll give you the first one because you defeated an undefeated team. Yeah. I'm not giving you the second one. I'm sorry. Stop it. Um, give the dude his credit. You were wrong. You said he felt he was going to fall off a cliff. Just admit it. Just admit it. It's okay to be wrong. Go ahead, fellas. Um, I have I have to agree with that. Um, I think Max is just salty because he was 100% wrong about Tom Brady. Um, if you it, what he should have said was if he wanted um, to fix his statements was I was talking about Tom Brady in New England. If you were talking about Tom Brady in New England, then you were most definitely right because as soon as he left New England, we seen what happened. Mm-hmm. So um, there's no way in the world I, I do agree. The first one most definitely. You know, you defeated a team that was the number one um, at that time. They were the number one offense of all time at that at that point. Um, you know, you you were dealing with an undefeated team. You had Tom Brady with Randy Moss, which and Randy Moss had a um, a record breaking year that year. And you know, you pretty much kept that offense in, in check. Yeah, that's that was that was more um, that was more impressive. But the second win, I have to agree. There's no way, no, because um, that 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 New England team wasn't as uh, um, the, the caliber that this um, this Kansas City uh, team was this year. So. Uh, my only thing with Max is uh, it seems like he keep 
uh, digging himself deeper into a wormhole when it comes to Tom Brady. It really is. Like like you said, he can just say, yo, I was wrong about this. I say he was going to fall off a cliff six years ago. Yeah. And he's won three championships since then. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like at some point, you just have to say, man, I was wrong about this. You don't have to just keep, you know, uh, doubling down and tripling down and quadrupling down. And an MVP and two Super Bowl MVPs. Yeah. So, yeah, that settles that. My next person, because I'm, I, it, it was two people, but I gave one to Mark because I know he wants to really. I'm gonna let him handle Mr. Wrangler, James, Mr. Wrangler James. Oh no, that's not who I want to handle. Oh, oh, oh okay. okay. Well, well, I would say because they're they're two and one. That's Brett Favre and Dick Vermeil. <laughs> oh man, pause. Um, and I know Nick. And I know Nick wants to talk about this one because I'm talking about this, Mr. Mr. Brett Favre. No, no. he's talking about Brett Favre. Mr. Brett Favre. <laughs> what happened? What the heck? Um, he got hair again. Who? J- Jordan Clarkson. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I, I don't think I don't think that, I don't think that's real. But oh yeah, of course. Um, well, he playing the wig. I think, uh, yeah, I think he got. I got. He got hair implants. His hair longer than Brandon Ingram's right now. But go ahead. Uh, so for Brett Favre, man, dude. Uh, he told he was telling Deshaun Watson to shut he, up and dribble. In, in so many words, he said, uh, "You got paid. Just let the chips play out, or let the you know how let the, let the chips fall where they may." My only question when I read that is, didn't you request a trade tra- from Green Bay? Didn't you like retire, unretire like five times? Um, let me let me break down what Brett Favre did to the uh, Green Bay Packers. So, Brett Favre told he- them that um that he wanted to trade or whatever because obviously. The uh, Packers were like, you know something, dude. Every year, you you keep um, delaying us, letting us know whether you're gonna retire or not. And guess what? We have Aaron Rodgers, so I'll holler at you later. Mm-hmm. And he got upset about that, and he wanted to go to the Vikings. And naturally, the uh, the Packers, who are in the same division as the Vikings, are like, we're not stupid to give to not only give you the trade that you want, but the trade to our division rival. So well, guess what we're gonna do? We're gonna trade you. To the AFC, to the Jets, and part of the trade in the contract was that while he's under contract over there, they can't trade him to the Vikings. So he played there for one year and retired, and since he retired, he became off the books when he came back, and that's when he went and, um, and signed with the Vikings. So you went through all, you, you literally went through every loophole Twist and turn you could to go up over there and be petty towards your old team, but you want um, Deshaun, Deshaun Watson. Watson to go ahead and just oh uh, go about it the right way when you absolutely did not go about it the right way, none ne- whatsoever. Next person is Dick Vermeil, cry baby, dude. He basically sounded like get off my lawn guy, Mister Wilson type cry baby dude. Man, stop it. Telling Deshaun Watson same thing with Brett Favre was saying. By the way, I want to hear the same energy. On any other quarterback who's not of color that that decides to request a trade, mm. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a big fan of either one of those people. I mean, come on, dude, just stop it. For years, stop it. Mm. For years, you already know. I've been saying I can't stand Brett Favre for the longest. I've never liked Brett Favre. Yeah. And this this goes into um, some of the reasons. Yeah. This don't shock me though. Like I said, no whatsoever. The the, the connections that I've I've had, you know, with Green Bay organization, I've, I've heard a lot of you know. And yes, those, about those are my people. Go ahead, Mark. The person I'm calling out is Rob Parker. Jesus Christ. What Rob Parker do now? Excited for a road trip? 
Start it off right with auto coverage from American Family Insurance. J.D. Power ranked us number one in customer satisfaction with the auto insurance shopping experience among mid-size insurers. Get a quote at AmFam.com. American Family Insurance. For J.D. Power 2021 award information, visit JDPower.com awards. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Hear that? That's the sound of someone trying to steal your crypto. Every day, thousands of hackers online are doing the same. That's why Arculus uses air-gapped cold storage technology to protect your assets. Using our keycard and wallet app to form a protective barrier, Arculus insulates you from hackers and puts control of your digital assets back in your hands. Order the first truly air-gapped crypto wallet at GetArculus.com. What does he always do? So hey, he's a professional hater. And I thought it was just LeBron that he hated. No, it ain't. Oh, he hates Tom Brady too. Oh, very much. So today, Rob Parker says Tom Brady is the NFL's Robert Ory. Cut the beat. <laughs> Cut the beat. Cut the beat. Cut the beat. Time out. <laughs> time. 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 <laughs> time out. Yo. So, how many All-Star games did Robert Ory go to? Zero! All right, conversation over with Robert, just that fast. No, no. <laughs> how many MVPs did Robert Ory got? Zero! It's, 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 it's kind of hard to get an MVP if you've never been an All-Star. How, how many times have Robert Ory been a best player? No, not even best player. Top three player on any team he won a championship with. Zero! Has he, has he ever been a top three player in his position in general? Zero! So, for you to compare Tom Brady to pretty much... One of don't get me wrong. There's we're not dissing Robert Ory, y'all. I'm not. We got I love Big Shot. Yeah. I love Big Shot. We, we all we all got love for Robert Ory. I don't know about that, but uh, we <laughs> all Laker, got love. That's his nickname. Big Shot Robert. I love the Robert Ory. I love Robert Ory. You're we, Laker for life, man. I have nothing against Robert Ory, but for you to say possibly one of the um, outside us the uh, the greatest quarterback, one of the greatest uh, football players, and compare him to one of the best role players in basketball. Is absolutely insane and makes absolutely no sense, none whatsoever. You look, you you sound you sound worse than Brett Favre and um, Dick Vermeil and what they said by saying that statement. Can I add something else to it? Well, go ahead. Robert Ory said that he feels unappreciated because people don't give him credit for his seven rings. Um, Robert Ory, relax. But um, you were most definitely. I'm not. I'll, I'll leave it like this. Robert Ory was a uh, a key contributor to every team that he he wasn't just one of those dudes who just sat on the bench and won championships. He most definitely contributed. He was a starter over there um, with Houston. He was most definitely um, made a gang of clutch shots for the Lakers. He played well for the Spurs. He, he's not just some dude that just happened to yeah. be on a team that win like yeah. John Sally and. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, no, yeah, no, no. He he played vital parts in in, yeah. in, in championships, but yeah. They, I think them teams you was on still could have won the championship if you was there or not. Pretty much. Yeah. And then Rob Parker also said, uh, Tom Brady continues to be the luckiest quarterback of all time. Can we stop this stuff, dude? Listen. Um, I can I can argue Eli might be luckier. Eli is luckier. But um, you can – look, when you're with success, there's always luck involved with success. It's always. You know, success isn't just always – Hard work and dedication. Sometimes some stuff just have to go your way. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he just so happened that, you know, um, 
uh, Bledsoe got hurt, and he got his opportunity to shine, and he played well. You think you sent Mo Lewis a Christmas card? Say that again? You think he ever sends Mo Lewis a Christmas card because of that? He should. He most definitely should. And um, don't get me wrong, early on in his career, he had the benefit of consistently having a, a top five defense, of course. Mm-hmm. You may say that, but after a while, they didn't have a top five defense no more, and he was still able to give them a, a guaranteed 12 to 13 wins every year just off of what he can do and the defense. Some some years they were good, and there was some years where they were trash. Uh, like I said, and I expressed to somebody who was talking about Tommy Bay's defense should have won MVP. And like I said, they, they had a – you know, it was great, but if – Tom Brady and, and the offense doesn't score. Uh, Tom Brady lose nine nothing, pretty much. So that that's a, that's a great defense, but you still need the offense to score, pretty much. Yeah, oh, of course, you also need the offense to score. But you know, let's let's not act like um, because he's trying to make the situation seem like it's like a, a like a Tampa Bay uh, Ravens situation where. You know they had this great defense, and it didn't matter who played quarterback; they had a chance to win. No, right, it's right. not. It's not one of those situations. It's not, he's not Brad Johnson. He's not Brad Johnson. He's, he's not, not um, Trent Dilfer. Trent Dilfer. I mean, yeah. So he's not. Um, what's his name from the Bears? I mean, um, he's not Jim McMahon. Yeah, Jim McMahon. Yeah, he's not. He's not one of those type of quarterbacks. So, um, you, you know, you give a quarterback of his caliber a defense like that, your your team's going to go far. And by the way, all the people who are killing Patrick Mahomes, slow down. Slow down. We got to stop that too. Slow down. I'm I don't want to hear that. I heard Nick Wright, and obviously, you know, he's a Kansas City Chief homer. But there was somebody who said, who brought up the fact that Rex Grossman had a higher passer rating in the Super Bowl than Patrick Mahomes. Who cares? I'm be, um, I'm, Rex Grossman wasn't going against Tampa Bay's front I'm, seven. I'm going to be honest with you. Watching that game, some of them throws Patrick Mahomes made that was incomplete. I was like, whether it was due to drops or whatever. Like that one where he was like pretty much like sacked. And he basically was on he like, like in the air, parallel, the, and he threw it like twenty yards downfield, mm. and it hit somebody in the face mask. I'm like, yo, fam, that was, that was I think it was Tyreek Hill, or I was like, yeah, I remember. I was like, dude, how do you do I'm, that? I'm like, I'm like how, how how you make that throw? I don't know, but I don't feel sorry for him, so it's all good. <laughs> because uh, Kansas City fans for sure drug us through the mud when we got uh, dogged out by the uh, Buccaneers, so listen, it's all good. Listen, I, 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 I'm not trying to bell him out. I just want everybody still to you know get that man his credit, man. He, he that's still a great quarterback. He just ran up across a great defense and didn't have no offensive line. Yep. Yeah. Got anybody else, Mark? Sucks to be him. Uh. No, I think that's off right now. Nick, you want to call out tonight? Oh yeah, most definitely. I got Uh-oh. two people. Uh oh. Teddy Bruschi. Oh, boy. We sure didn't talk about this. Teddy Bruschi. You mean you didn't hear what Teddy, what Teddy Bruschi did? Go ahead. Tell me what Teddy Bruschi said. Um, and in so many words, Teddy Bruschi was like um, Matthew Stafford wasn't um, – what did he say? He wasn't tough enough. He basically wasn't tough enough to be to play for the Patriots. Play for the Patriots. First and foremost, Teddy Bruschi. Matthew Stafford is one of the toughest quarterbacks Forget in, in today's game, one of the toughest quarterbacks I've ever seen. This dude has been getting killed his whole career and is still able to give you close to 5,000 yards every single season while barely missing games. I think either his it was his second year, second or third year in the league, this dude pretty much, what, dislocated his shoulder? Mm-hmm. And, and um, they were going to take him out the game, and this dude said, hell no, ran back up on the field, Threw the um the game winning um touchdown all while holding on to his shoulder. 
Mm-hmm. Don't tell me to do that. And you tell man. me that this dude isn't tough enough to um to what? play in New England. First and foremost, he doesn't want to play for y'all because y'all have Matt Patricia back over there, who was his uh co- his uh coach for the past what two or three years. That's right. And he hasn't done squat form. He doesn't want to deal with Matt Patricia no more. If if they didn't have Matt Patricia, maybe he goes up over there. But I, I completely understand. For you to say something like that is absolutely stupid. Teddy Bruschi is um he he has these when it comes to the Patriots he he gets in his feelings about a lot of stuff and this is one of those instances most definitely because for you to say that he's not tough enough for the New England Patriots is absolutely insane stupid mm-hmm. yeah um second person I'm calling out the Honey Badger oh boy Honey Badger you are one of the biggest trash talkers in the NFL and you couldn't handle a trash talk from um a quarterback. Are you serious? And for you to go and say what you said afterwards is absolutely ridiculous. I cannot believe what I'm hearing. Mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've seen you in games talk trash. I see you talk trash on social media mm-hmm. all the time, ever since LSU. Mm-hmm. And for you to go over there and basically cry like a little baby after the game about what Tom Brady said. I'm, and I um I have a very strong idea what Tom Brady told him. But um, I'm going to say that for um for a different show. But um, <laughs> but um, mm. for you to just go out of your way and just because I'm pretty sure you you said you said worse than what he called what he called you. Right. I know that for a fact. And and the whole thing about it is too is I think it's a lie. I don't think what he I don't think what he said was um, as bad as what he said what um what he's trying to make it seem. But he did but he did say that Tom Brady um, apologized for it. Me personally, I don't think he should have. By the way, would you make a Shannon Sharp criticizing Brady's apology saying it was. Oh, it's basically like you. Your, your whole life is scripted. Basically, you got out in front of it before everybody else could say anything, and every detail went out because the apology came public. Um, I don't, well, to be honest, I don't think he should apologize in the first place. I don't think he should have either. I mean, let's just be. We all play sports. We know how it is on the field. We've all just said we all just said some disrespectful stuff to people up on the mm-hmm. field before, and shook mm-hmm. their hand right after the game was over with. Mm-hmm. And we had the same thing said to us. You know, it's all in the heat of battle, and the whole thing is if you were winning, you wouldn't even cared. But the fact that you was getting dogged out in that game, on top of everything, was just making everything worse. You couldn't deal with it. Mm-hmm. So you got a dose of your own medicine. You couldn't. You couldn't take it. Got it. I hundred percent agree. And ladies and gentlemen, that's calling, calling out names. <laughs> It's Black Excellence Month here on Sports For You. Last week, obviously, my brothers gave me a little hard, gave me a hard time pause on my comments about two ladies on the suit. And I had to be really clear, I am not a chauvinist. I do not. I, I love women. I love women who love sports. I, and obviously, if I had said anything that was inappropriate, I apologize. Because that was not the intent. And my brothers knew they would just get, they just wanted to make sure that, make, they should, they want to see your brother sweat. That's pretty much. No. Let me beg like you sweat. Wine. He's not, he's not Archie Bunker, y'all. Okay. No, no, no. I'm not Archie Bunker. You know what I'm saying? I'm not Archie Bunker. This isn't. No. Uh, nah. Nobody. Huh? <laughs> no pun intended. No pun, in- no pun intended. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, but uh, last, but um, the other day, obviously, we're celebrating Black Exodus Month here on Sports for you. So I, every week we'll give you somebody in black excellence in sports that you never, you don't know their story of. Today, we can go up a pioneer in baseball. Her name was Mamie, Mamie Peanut Johnson. By the way, shout out to the undefeated for putting all these history, this fact about black history in sports. Because that's where I'm getting this from. So I give them their credit. 
the undefeated British, uh, social conscious site on ESPN. Follow them. Best, one of the best sites ever. She was the fir- first woman to pitch in the Negro Leagues. Mm. In three seasons as a pitcher for the Indianapolis. Look at this name. You know how this. The Indianapolis Clowns. That was the name of a team in the Negro Leagues. From 1953 to 1955, she posted a 33-8 record as well as a .270 batting average. Wait, she she won 33 games and batted .270? Yes. That's pretty good. Oh, that's really dope. They was out there clowning around. <coughs> By the way, I just got a text from my daughter's mother. She asked me. I didn't bring this up and calling out names, but it wouldn't. But I need to bring this up. Detroit Lions. What the heck were y'all doing asking for Aaron Donald? Whoa! Yeah. Wait. Wait. Hold wait, on. Wait. We gotta talk about that. Wait. Hold wait. On. What? We're gonna get hold back. To, we're gonna get back to the black excellence moment. But we gotta talk about this. I, I totally. And thank you for bringing this up, Shannon. The Detroit Lions when they tried to trade for Matthew Stafford, when they were trading Matthew Stafford. To the Rams, the first person they asked about was was Aaron Donald. Right, oh, on the phone up. <laughs> so, for those who don't know, Brad Holmes, who's the now the GM and and executive VP of the Detroit Lions, was the, the director of, of pro scouting for the Rams for over eighteen years. I mean, he's been in the Rams organization for eighteen years. So he probably cleared up the phone. Was like, yo, Les, is is Brad? Yeah, you guys on Stafford? Yeah, is Aaron? Uh, uh, <laughs> What in the world? Les? Les? Master? Hey. Ms. Sneed? They actually thought that, and there's, and you know, I'm I'm a big Matthew Stafford fan, but you're not about to trade Aaron Donald for Matthew Stafford. You got to be out of your mind if you're the Detroit Lions. <laughs> I, I, I guess you, you, get, you, shoot, you shoot the shot. I guess you remember 90% of the shots you miss is the ones you don't attempt, right? But man, come on, dude! I mean, You're not getting. That's like that. That was like doing a hook shot from the um from the uh, from the half court right there. That wasn't going to work. Well, the dude did it in the Miami Heat game at ha- uh, for the halftime. Draymond Green tried to do it too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why, you go, why, you, why you go there? Why you go there, man? Why you go there? Why you go there? Why you go there? <laughs> All right, go back, go back to, uh, <clears throat> go back to the insane clown posse. Oh, by the way, <laughs> finally, uh, man, what happened, man, what happened to them guys? <laughs> so back, back again. I'm gonna restart over for those who just tuning in. Um, so, <clears throat> so, um, the the Black Excellence Month person we talking about this week. Is a pitcher from the Negro Leagues, and her name was Mamie, Mamie Peanut Johnson. That was that, yeah, Peanut. That was her name. That was her nickname. In three seasons as a pitcher for the Indianapolis Clowns in the Negro League, from 1953 to 1955, she had a record of 33 and eight with a 2.70 batting average. When Johnson was 17, she wanted to attend a tryout for the All American Girls Professional Baseball League held in Virginia. She was turned away because she was black. Mm. They just looked at us like we were crazy, as if to say, what do you want? In 1953, she was scouted by an official with the Indianapolis Clowns. 
became one of three women to play in the Negro Leagues. The first was Tony Stone and Walsh, and Connie Morgan were later followed Johnson. When she was out of season, she attended NYU and received a nursing degree from North Carolina A&T, so the HBCUs. And at the conclusion of her career, she practiced as a nurse for three decades. Salute, Miss Mamie Peanut Johnson. Salute. And shout out again to the undefeated for that moment in black excellence. Gentlemen, it's time for the main event. Final segment of the show where we hang up. And I want to talk. This segment's going to be called Goat Talk. Goat Talk. Greatest of all time talk. Let's celebrate the Pro Football Hall of Fame first. The class has been officially announced for 2021. So get the list. I got you. Uh, NFL Hall of Fame. Yeah, so the list, obviously, if you haven't heard, get our list. If y'all haven't heard, we all gave our three. Us three of us gave who we thought should be inducted. So near the official induction, we got three of them. I'm going to say this. We pretty much got four of them, three to four of them right. All three of us had three first ballot Hall of Famers, and that's exactly what happened. Peyton Manning. Charles Woodson, and Calvin Johnson. Hey, MLB, pay close attention to this. And then we have Alan Fanica. Mm. I can't believe Alan Fanica got in. That's crazy. And then John Lynch. Mm-hmm. Um, the modern era, concluded the modern era. The senior committee, you had the late Bill Nunn, who was the longtime scout of the Pittsburgh Steelers, who's responsible for drafting guys such as Donnie Shell and Mel Blunt and – John Starworth, drafting guys from HBCUs, like, um, and he was the scout. He was a scout there from 2014 till he passed in 2014. This one's also, I know, this one I thought was very cool, touch, really cool. Drew Pearson, mm-hmm. the original '88, should have been made it. Mm-hmm. Was the last is the last member of the '70s All Decade team to get in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. That makes no sense. Mm. Take him over 40 years. And I don't care what Jason Whitlock said. That dude's a Hall of Famer. Screw him. Who cares what Jason Whitlock said? Say basically saying that Drew, Luck, that basically Drew Pearson was only trying to get in the Hall of Fame because it's it's a good it's a money grab. No, dudes wanna dudes who play wanna wear that gold jacket because it shows that they're elite, that they were that the one of the best of that ever did it. I think uh uh Jason Whitlock and, and Rob Parker should just do a show together and just fade into oblivion. Yeah, that ain't gonna happen because they probably both hate each other and they pretty much act like the same dude sometimes. Yeah. But um, and then this one for you, I was happy for you on this one, Nick. Tom Flores, longtime Raiders coach, first Af- first Latino quarterback, mm. first person of color to win a Super Bowl in the NFL, mm-hmm. two time Super Bowl champion, of course, longtime coach of the Raiders, coach the Seahawks, and I was happy to see him. But you know. Knowing he's of a up of age, and I was like, this should have happened a long time ago, man. Yeah. This dude was a he was a trailblazer. They don't but, like the Raiders. You already know that. That's especially the Raiders from around that time. They can't stand them. But I also want to talk about obviously we each now for if you haven't heard our ballots, I had Peyton Woodson, Megatron, I had John Lynch, and I had Tony Baselli. Nick, he had Peyton. Mm-hmm. I had, I had Charles Charles Woodson, Woodson Megatron, uh-huh. I had John Rich, Lynch, and Richard Seymour. He had Richard Seymour. I don't remember who I had. Mark had Peyton Woodson, uh-huh. Megatron, Richard Seymour, mm. 
and Tony Baselli. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I want us to make a case for why Richard Seymour and Tony Baselli got snubbed. When I think about Tony Baselli, and I know his career was cut short because of injuries, but I think about he, he was probably the most dominant lineman I had seen in the 90s outside of guys like Larry Allen and Jonathan Ogden and Walter yeah. Jones. He's in that class. Yeah, most definitely. And obviously his career was cut short because of injuries, but he was a, a force on the O-line, especially with the early Jacksonville days with McCardell and Jimmy Smith and Natron Means and stuff. I think uh, I think you said it. The the reason why he probably didn't get in uh, at this point so far is uh, in, injuries cut short. Yeah. His career was cut short because of injuries. I I believe that's the reason why. I think it's probably the reason why. But if you look, if you go back and look at his career, like you said, he's probably one like top one of the top five uh, dominant offensive uh, offensive linemen that we've seen. Like you said in, in the nineties. Yeah, most definitely. <clears throat> Richard Seymour. Um, I I don't even understand why Richard Seymour didn't make it. I'm gonna be honest. Um. Because if you think about those early uh, Patriots defenses, you know, one of the first people that you um, that you gonna bring up was gonna be Richard Seymour. Right. You are gonna bring up him. You are gonna bring up uh, Willie McGinnis. You are gonna bring up uh, Ty Law. Ty Law. Teddy Bruschi. Mm-hmm. You gonna th- those those are some <laughs> of those names that get brought up first. And in all actuality, Richard Seymour was the best player out of all those players. I think so too. Yeah. Like there's there's no doubt he he was younger than all of them, but he he was. He was, he, he was dominant. dominant. This he dude, dominant. he sacrificed a lot of numbers. Yeah, he did to be a team to be a, a team player. Yeah, he did the same. And to be honest, he did the same thing with the uh, with the Raiders. He mm. did. He he, 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 he did a, he did a lot for the Raiders as well. You, it, you know, unfortunately, it didn't uh, um, show well as far as the win column. But if you look at um, even our defenses during that time, our defenses were uh, weren't that bad when Richard Seymour was up over there. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, Richard Seymour is most definitely. But you know that that falls into you know. You know the defensive lineman thing. You know, you know how it is. So Sometimes gonna, those numbers, you know, um, the numbers aren't don't add up to what you know what the player does. Right. So I'm gonna give you all the guys who are gonna be on the ballot for 2022. And, and first, you think when you hear their name, do you think Hall of Fame? Mm-hmm. This should be a no brainer. Demarcus Ware. Yes. Hold on. Be- before y'all, uh, before we go, Demarcus Ware played what 11 years. Eleven to twelve years, or something like that. He probably played longer than that. Well, well he actually played like, well, like I think it was like twelve or thirteen years, and about he got like, like like a hundred and was it hundred and fifty sacks or something yeah, like that. He's like top ten in sacks. It's ridiculous that he had that many in that short amount of time. He was he was that good. Yeah, that dude and, was and by amazing. The way, by the way, didn't get recruited by Auburn. He was and he was right there in that backyard. Um, so Devin Hester, no. Yeah, I say yeah. Why you say no? What what could he do besides um uh, special teams? He did it better than everybody else. Um, he did a little bit better than um than my boy did, but it's all good. Who's Dante, that? Dante Hall. Yeah, he does a little bit better than Dante Hall. He 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 did a little bit better than Dante Hall and Tim Brown and Oz. Well, I, yeah, y'all might know about Oz. Yeah, yeah we know about Oz. Um, Steve, but I th- I definitely think that uh uh that uh he should be in the Hall of Fame. Steve Smith. Well, I'm trying to say, when you hear these guys, do you hear first the first, first two ballot? There's no the, way that he's first ballot, Devin Hester. No, Demarcus, first, Demarcus, where's first ballot, right? Yes. Demarcus, yeah. Yeah. Steve Smith Senior. Yes. First ballot. I don't think first ballot. I don't think he's first ballot. But he definitely he's a Hall of yeah, Famer. Yeah, I don't think he's first ballot. He's going to fall in the log jam with receivers. Yeah. Robert Mathis. I I can see him getting in. I don't know about first ballot. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Agree. Andre Johnson. He should most definitely be first ballot. Hmm. I don't. I don't see it. 
You don't? Nah. I can see it though. Nah, what? I don't, I don't see it. He was one of the best receivers in the league for like forever. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Th- I don't. Th- he he go get in. I don't think first ballot though. Vince Wilfork. Oh, Vince Wilfork is a monster. That he he what he what he did for New England was like equivalent to what uh, Richard Seymour did. Step on somebody's hand. <laughs> That's cold. <laughs> Wait, hey, you know what's funny about Vince Wilfork? I remember um, the year the uh, the Texans had um, they had hard knocks, yeah. and he and he walked up in there with the cowboy boots and the suspenders, and yeah, Bill the dude, O'Brien. The dude, the dude was a character. Yeah. <laughs> Bill O'Brien was like, "What?" I think I think he'd be uh, Hall of Fame for sure. Yeah, he's he's going to the Hall of Fame. Anquan Bolden, <clears throat> he's going to the Hall. But I don't know. He's not first ballot. I think he's Hall of very good, but I think he's going to get in on longevity. Anquan Bolden's Hall of Fame. He's, he's Hall of Fame? Fame. Yeah, he's not. He's not first ballot, but he's Hall of Fame. So like again, the wide receiver, that like hog jam and wide receiver. Mark, you know this deal with because of because of Andre Reed had a way, which made mm-hmm. which I thought was stupid as well. I think Fitzgerald, when he when it's time for him to go up, I think he should be first ballot. He though. is gonna be your first ballot. He's probably gonna be the only <laughs> receiver coming that's going to be on the ballot soon. That'll be a first ballot. So my I saw this segment go talk because I want to talk about Ooh. Brady and as we're talking, you know. This is um, recap the real quick rapid fire on the NFL honors. Rookie of the year was with the Justin Herbert. Defensive put, rookie of the year with the Chase Young. We both we always we all we always in agreement with that one. Offensive player of the year went to Derrick Henry. Yeah, it was yeah that was me. The, yeah, yeah. Defensive player of the year we all agree. Aaron yeah, Donald. I don't care what T.J. Watt or J.J. Watt said. You're not def- he's not defensive player. No, just because you got just you led the league in sacks does not mean you're defensive player of the year. No, and then um and then uh. Comeback player of the year, no, no, Rainer, Alex no, Smith. Smith yeah, yeah. Coach of the year. This is why I wanted to have this discussion because y'all two disagreed on coach of the year. You, you got, you said Stefanski who won. Of course, you said your guy Sean McDermott. I understand why he said it though. It, I, I and I picked McDermott too. I'm not mad. At, I would have been mad if either one of them would have got it. Right. And then um, MVP went to Aaron Rodgers. We all said yeah. That. And then the Walter Payton man, the biggest award tonight, the the man of the year. Went to Russell Wilson for his Why Not You Foundation that he's helping feed many many millions of people in the Seattle area during the pandemic. <laughs> he goes every Tuesday, him and Sierra, to visit cancer patients. So salute to Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is a good person, yeah. just in general. Uh-huh. I, I I really like if somebody were to say like if they were a report to come out and say that he did something like off the wall, like yeah, right. You have you. I'll have to see. I have to like for him to have to actually say that he did something bad or something. He's like one of those guys. Like he he seems like genuinely a good person. Right. So my final quote as we head on out. God damn it. Tom 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 Brady. I think we we talked with so much hate. Wow. Tom Brady. Put some respect on the man's name. Mm-hmm. LeBron. Yeah. Respect him. We don't have to criticize Patrick Mahomes in order to enjoy Tom Brady. We don't have to criticize LeBron in order to remember the legacy of Michael Jordan. Right. While we have these goats, these great players who are still playing healthy and entertaining us, enjoy them while they can because they might not because so much is going on and they might not be. And when they're gone, they're gone. Yeah, seriously. So just respect the goats. Tom Brady's the go to quarterback. LeBron's one of the greatest of all time. Just respect him. Enjoy him while they're here because obviously they don't have too many more of these moments left. Well, that will wrap it up for another edition of Sports for You. 
Thank y'all for tuning in on Facebook Live. Make sure you download the podcast on Apple, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Pod, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Stitcher Podcast, and Verbal. It'll be up. The video, the live video, will be up on the show to, on the Townhouse Media YouTube channel in a little while. So you also make sure you subscribe to Townhouse Media to watch it on YouTube. Follow us on Facebook, Sports for You, Townhouse Media, and of course on Instagram, Sports for You Podcast, and Townhouse Media. Now we'll be back next week. More updates on the All Star situation in the NBA. We'll talk some NFL draft. Start looking ahead to spring training. And we'll see if any quarterbacks then been traded between now and the next seven days. Where's Carson Wentz? Will we hear from Deshaun Watson? And will the Seahawks respond to Russell Wilson's saying he wants a better O-line? But thank him. Thank y'all. A better O-line. Because he's tired of being hit, hit 400 times a year. Boss. So again, thank y'all again. Of course, that's John. I'm John. That's Mark. It's Nick Freeze. 365 days a year. That's no way. That's been ready on the boards. Make sure you share the video. Like it. Tell your friends. Tell your family. The best sports talk podcast in the land is sports for you. Without a doubt. Let's go. And we'll see y'all next week. Have a good night. A lot of us are looking for ways to start our day feeling more joy and appreciation. And while some of us write gratitude lists or do yoga, others pour themselves a bowl of their favorite cereal, Honey Nut Cheerios. Because not only are Honey Nut Cheerios delicious, they can help lower cholesterol as part of a heart-healthy diet. So maybe the secret to a great mood all day is a little yoga. Then writing your gratitude list over a bowl of Honey Nut Cheerios. Learn more about a heart-healthy lifestyle at Cheerios.com. Hear that? That's the sound of someone trying to steal your crypto. Every day, thousands of hackers online are doing the same. That's why Arculus uses air-gapped cold storage technology to protect your assets. Using our keycard and wallet app to form a protective barrier, Arculus insulates you from hackers and puts control of your digital assets back in your hands. Order the first truly air-gapped crypto wallet at GetArculus.com.